0: Hello gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Cartridge Club. If you're new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, or Player One, and along with my brother Mark, or Player Two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select guests to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. This show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Without further ado, let's meet our panel this month. First up, we have a first-time uh, podcast member. Someone coming uh, who's been in the club for a while, very active on the forums, excellent posts on the forums, uh, good uh, discussion pieces. Uh, new to Twitter and new to the podcast itself. We have Agent
1: Poyo. Thanks for being here, Sergio. Thanks for having me. And uh, I've actually I've not been quite as active in the forums lately. I'm really behind on content, but I'm trying.
0: It's because you're Sorry feeling that, that Twitter love, man. That Twitter, so easy. You know what I mean. You can you can sit, and you can write like a dissertation on the forums, or you can fire out 280 characters and just let the arguments fly. It's a good time. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: You know, Twitter's. Uh, I love the forums. I do like going on there, but it's just so easy to just f- fly open oh. Twitter and just be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just get some messages out right quick. I'm listening to this show. I need, I need to respond to this right away, and I need a couple of retweets. I need agreement yeah uh, well we're really happy we're happy to have you here we're excited to talk to you about this month's game uh, I know we planned out a, few, a little a little while in advance to have you on
1: so I'm pumped yeah I'm just uh, glad that you got to find more people because I know for a while you were worried about finding more people for Odin Sphere, so
0: it worked out yeah we had to dip into the cartridge club blackmail uh, file to, uh, <laughs> to get our next two guests yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to one of them now. So from the Masters of Unlocking podcast, which if you're not familiar, it's the most intellectual podcast available on the Cartridge Club. Uh, they have stats, they have facts, they have in-depth analysis. Um, they have a deep, deep-seated love for Microsoft, and we are lucky to have uh, the numbers guy himself, the man who, with every word on his show, makes my pants a little more like Shark Week. We have the video game collector Holly himself, Scott.
2: Thanks for being here, Scott.
3: Hey, thanks, P1. Happy to be here. And since all of those facts and numbers and everything live on the Masters of Unlocking, I don't plan to bring any facts whatsoever to this podcast. So it'll be it'll be like there's a second version of me here. <laughs>
0: Characters Club's all about alternate facts. (laughs) Did you know that uh, Level 5 was made up of former employees of the uh, company Quintet? Odin Sphere is actually a game all about
3: Marine Corps battalions.
0: (laughs) Uh, So for anybody who's listening new, it's the first time, why don't you let them know what the Masters of Unlocking are and where they can find you.
3: So Masters of Unlocking is a bi-weekly podcast. We come out every other Monday and myself and fellow fellow co-host Caleb J. Ross, we talk about the economics, the business, the psychology of gaming and we do a little segment in the beginning where we talk about our pickups, what we've been playing pretty spoiler-free, just a way for folks to get to know us before we dive into the really nerdy stuff.
0: Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's um it's like a it's like a university class for gamers but with way less being hungover and way more fun
3: well i don't know about the hungover part (laughs) 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 well you can find us on itunes twitter wherever you get your podcast fix or check us out at mastersofunlocking.com and they also have sweet
0: shirts at t public scott's wearing one right now and you can't see this because it's an audio only podcast so this is a this is a visual treat for for myself and the other the other panelists here, but it is a wonderful blue. That color is really popping. Thank you, thank you, sir.
4: Yeah.
0: So our next guest, who's wearing a shirt that is not quite so popping, well, the collar maybe a little bit. We have uh, <laughs> a long time <laughs> member of the club, and last it, last month he contributed so much on Twitter that I wished he had been on the show instead of Mark, who barely oh. played it. Um, <laughs> and then this <laughs> month it was the same trend, and turns out we got him. So we're happy to have uh, you. This is you're a returning uh, club member. You've been on before. Um, I
5: have been. Yeah. This year, yeah. It's, been, a, it's been quite a while though. It would have been. It was either near or God Hand, which was like it was two years ago. Yeah. 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 Near, was, while, was, while I was gone. February.
4: February.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Uh, so yeah, thank you for having me. I I'm really happy I get to talk about this game because I had a really fun time with it.
0: Excellent. i'm glad you played it because my brother didn't um so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting um
1: like, like five yeah. minutes right <laughs> I got yeah. yeah they're both he put it in and his memory
0: card keys. was full he said i'll get back to it that was it
5: yeah. um <laughs> so classic mode
0: so you do uh you do let's plays don't you on youtube
5: yeah yeah i do uh let's plays occasionally reviews uh usually older games uh Kind of varies, uh, PC and console. And I'm playing through Valkyria Chronicles right now. That's been a really fun Ooh, time. Ooh,
0: that's a good one. Good love story in that.
5: Great. Yeah, I just got to the tragic part. That was a Ooh, bummer.
0: That, yeah, uh, that yeah. makes, I wept. Any, I've any, actually yeah.
5: seen one of your
1: uh, one of your Let's or I, I I thought it was possibly you. Uh, the secret I wanted to Let's Play. Oh yeah, that was years one of my ago. This is super old.
5: Yeah, super <laughs> old. Yeah, Very I did cool. that one
0: swap with yeah. a friend. Thanks. You should have done a Let's Play for here so. so Mark could have seen the yeah. game. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I got to get these in now. We're 54 episodes in, and uh, finally I'm beating games that Mark's not. It, it feels good. Is this how you felt the whole time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Except career. more disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I'm going to turn things over to Mark, and he's going to tell everybody uh, what we've been playing and a little bit about the game.
2: All right, let's do it. This month, we are most of us were playing Odin Sphere, which is a uh, guess you would call it an action role-playing game, side-scrolling two D action role-playing game developed by VanillaWare. Um, it looks just like all their other games, so you can kind of picture what it looks like. Uh, originally came out for the PlayStation Two. Uh, it's published by Atlas. Uh, it, it has an Atlas feel to it, so it all makes sense. Um... Yeah, actually, I didn't know that Square Enix did it in Europe. That's kind of cool that they published it in Europe. I didn't know that. Uh, then there was a remake that uh, came out recently, 2016, on the PS3, PS4, and the Vita. Uh has a different name. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, but, yeah, the story follows five characters on the fantasy continent of, what is it, Arion? Yeah, Arion. During a war. Oh, so this is all taking place in the same time, and the same planet. Ah. I thought it was five different characters in five different timelines. That's cool.
3: Um, I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to learn a lot.
4: You
3: <laughs> do. It, really
4: <laughs>
3: it really begs the question: How do you know it feels like an Atlas game? If you, yeah. You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you can't can play those definitely either. Proper. <laughs> <You can> I <definitely laughs>
0: right? uh, the case. This really feels like an Atlas case.
2: <laughs> yeah, it actually feels like one. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, this. If you couldn't tell, this is my first time playing um but uh yeah let's get let's get into you guys is this your first time playing it oh first of all this came out in 2007 i don't know if i said it but it's 2016 with its remake i think i did say it. so this was my first time playing it how about you guys let's start with poyo is
1: this your first time playing it and if not this is, uh, tell us about
4: your uh, first memories
1: this is my second time playing it i first played it when the remake came out and when i played it No joke, I played it for one week straight, doing nothing but playing the game, and it was glorious. So I've played only the remake. I've only sampled the original version because on the remake, it's really awesome is that you can play the original version if you want to.
2: That is a great option. I think all remakes should have that. I think it's a fantastic option. Um, I also should note that I only played the original, um, so I'm curious to hear if any of you have ever played the original as well. Uh, Scott, how about
3: you? Is this your first time playing? It is my first time playing. Yeah, I hadn't I picked it up at launch on PlayStation 2 and it's still sitting sealed on a shelf somewhere. Can't um yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> uh but I had a had, having a blast with. it. I did not play it in classic mode. I played the remaster mode. I played through on PlayStation 4. Uh, awesome. And, and what's just, the uh, remake name uh, on PS4? Leftrasier?
2: <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Okay so uh just
3: uh, when you first popped it in what was your first impressions gorgeous artwork um really the yeah it's it's definitely vanilla wear through and through on the artwork almost sort of a um grotesque kind of artwork where you've got big popping features and uh, hand <laughs> popping features, <laughs> popping features. <laughs> especially especially if you're a queen of the fairies <laughs> yeah,
1: the of, the, of the underworld <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Nice.
3: nice. Yeah.
2: Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that, that that was the first thing that caught my eye too, which is ironic because, uh, where their name is, was made by vanilla. Where I found the rest of it was just that vanilla, but let's get into minnow. How about you? Um uh, what did you think? Was this your first time playing it? What was your first impressions?
5: This was my first time playing it. This game has been on my radar for a while, actually. Um, because I saw just some like screenshots of the game at one point. I was like, wow, that game looks really beautiful. Uh so it's been on my radar um and it's kind of just been sitting on my shelf until this month because I saw it was gonna be an upcoming club game. So nice. uh, yeah, yeah. I, this is one I've been looking forward to for a while. And you
2: played the remake,
5: right? Yes, I, I played uh Left Oh um, wow. I mean not to
2: ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh I actually I don't think I got Poyo to say it. Poyo, you played the remake too, right? Yes, I did. yeah.
1: And from what I have. What's seen, that one called um, again? <laughs> well, from, from my finding, it, it, it's Leaf Thrasir. So, like, Leaf Thrasir. That's what, that's what I just found on my list. So,
2: Actually, sounded pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. Um, now we'll go to uh, the guy responsible for naming it this P1. Uh, <laughs> Is this, <your> <laughs> this your first time uh, playing this? Yeah, your so. First
0: I sort of fell in love with VanillaWare after Muramasa rebirth. Um, actually I had Muramasa on the Wii. I remember you and I were at EB Games once and it was on the shelf for $10 yeah. and you were like, man, this game is, is is supposed to be really good. You should get it. So I got it and I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah. then the re- remake came out on the Vita and I got that. This was back when I liked my Vita for that one game and uh, <laughs> sorry if you're a Vita fan. Um <laughs> And I played it through on that. I was like, this amazing. is fantastic. I need more of this. So then I started looking into what other games Vanillaware had made. And uh, I saw Odin Sphere and I grabbed it. It is currently the only greatest hits uh, PlayStation 2 game still on my shelf. Um, and if it well, wasn't for the fact it's that on it's... on mine now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: but I So I bought it a, a while back and I've been holding on to it and holding on to it. And then the, I battled it up with the remake... Um, before I deployed in 2016. And I was like, I need to get that game. So Colleen had to actually go and pre-order it for me because I was sailing. And then she had to pick it up because it came out in June while I was gone. Um, and I think her first picture on Twitter, her first tweet was her picking that game up for me. Um, so I've been, I've been itching to play it. And I had put it in once before nice. uh, prior to this month and played through the first act uh, as Gwendolyn. And uh I I loved it. it was great and then like I I got sidetracked at the time with other club games so I had to put it aside. Um and that's when I said, you know what, I uh, I'm just gonna make it a club game and then everybody has to play.
4: Well said. Well said. Everybody has to be
2: two.
0: Except yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: um so just to be clear, you own the original PS two version, but you did not play that version, right? Which version no, I did, played, did you play? So I played uh the, <laughs> the PS four version Odensphere
0: Life for Seer. Um, oh, okay yes and as you know mark because i you were over here the other day because you're very big in north norse mythology you were explaining oh. to me how life for Seer is actually a combination of uh lif and uh Lif-seer, who are the yes. two people who survive ragnarok yes. and repopulate the earth and they put it together yes. commonly it can be spelled in english as lifthrasir, but they uh it liked the look of it better with an e in the word and that's why it's lifthrasir for Seer for this game just yep. modern uh, english englishize it a
2: little bit i guess English. Yeah, i was really happy so they English put English that, English that English. e in there. Yeah, yeah. I spent the, the whole game. Thinking, I remember you were was... saying because
0: you're so wrapped up in Norse mythology, you really yeah. enjoyed it that much that uh, you were really yeah. excited about the name.
2: I have seen the first two Thor movies.
0: No, you didn't.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Everything about the plot suddenly makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, is, like it's a, it's a
0: like it's a complete spoiler right on the front of the box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I spent the whole game thinking it was called Life Hacker, and I kept thinking it was going to teach me things. <laughs> Nice. It teaches, you, it teaches you about love. It teaches you about
0: uh, betrayal. It teaches you about war. It teaches you about
3: love. Man. Gravity-defying body Is parts. It? Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about now. And some sick ass <laughs> combos.
2: Yeah. yeah, a lot of combos. Well, sounds like you got you guys really enjoyed yourselves. So we're gonna talk about it now. Um, who wants to? You know, it's, it seems like a pretty big game. Probably pretty hard to sum up this story, but somebody has to do it. Who would like to jump in first and try and recap this story? Because that's uh, pretty meaty. Or you so just read, read what <laughs> you just just read what my brother put, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the options yours. All right, so uh, minnow, I want I want Minotaur to try and uh, try and sum it up. All
5: right, so fictional fantasy realm. Uh, there's two main nations. There's like the forest uh, nation where the fairies live. And then there is like a Norse mythology nation where Odin and all the Valkyries live. And they're all mad at each other. Cause they both want this big cauldron that has, you know, powers to control these things called phosons, which are like life energy. And so they've been at war for like, I, they don't really tell you how long, but I imagine it's a long time. And they're like fighting over the cauldron. And the story is basically like weaving the tales of five separate characters together during this time period Pulp Fiction style, where it's like you see one character's point of view, then the next, then the next, and they all kind of intertwine uh, to basically get to this prophecy that is telling of Armageddon.
2: Yeah, wow. Right on. I think that summed it up pretty darn good. I like oh, that. Oh no, this, this uh, story's anything... out of
5: control. That's, that, that, that's like yeah, a yeah. surface level <laughs> basic. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's pretty good. Um yeah. Would but we're gonna get into individual uh, stories uh, for the characters. But for overall thoughts, was there anything else anybody wanted to throw in there? And in case you were to describe this to somebody, anything we missed? Any story beats other than uh, getting just, into specific characters?
1: Well, just because it's so popular nowadays, it's it's popular to say, oh, it's like Game of Thrones. I'm not saying it's like that, but okay. because of okay. the because of the different kingdoms you have. There's also the Fire Kingdom. There's also the Kingdom of Valentine, which collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, of, because of all these things, um, you ha- you, you, there's also like the, the political intrigue within those kingdoms. So you yeah, have people trying to backstab each other. So it's not on the level like that at all. But people like that type of a little bit of political, you know, structure tossed in, and this game has that to for when it comes to to two two or three of the nations. So
2: okay cool
5: it's, it's kind of got a political story yeah. a little bit like a final fantasy tactics or like a vagrant story to me a little bit i kind of like that mm-hmm. okay. nice yeah.
3: nice and you definitely have to experience the whole game to really get yeah. at it you, you yeah. if you just play through one character you're gonna leave right. thinking what the hell was that that was
1: disjointed. Right. Yeah, it was didn't make any each sense character's chapter just jumps all over the place so,
4: and, yeah. and i okay. hope you
5: remember yeah. what happened five hours in Thirty hours later into the game because they're not going to retell you about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But they do offer that
1: amazing feature where you can you can watch the scenes in order. Unfortunately, you have to do it manually. Yeah. And then, like, playing the game and then re- rewatching the scenes in order is really really fun. That's just go to that's that's the only way I
5: could piece some of the scenes together. <laughs> yep. Like towards mm-hmm. the end, I I got all mad because they're just like. The whole yard scene talking to like one of the plot point important characters, and they're just like, Oh, yeah, Odette peaced out. Odette isn't around anymore. And I was like, What kind of hand waving is that? Like, what? <laughs> and then I looked at the scenes and I was like, Oh, yeah, oh, oh, Gwendolyn killed Odette like at the end of her story, but that was like 30 hours oh, of game time. Ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, like characters like Odette, her story is, is probably the most spread out, but the game like it starts. Story-wise, and technically with Velvet, and then it technically ends with 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 a uh, Gwendolyn, but,
5: uh, but like you realize that when you're playing the game.
4: Huh.
5: The tough part for me is they never give a time reference because, like, the, I don't know if the game takes place over a week yeah. or six months or a year. They never do like two weeks later, so I never know the relevance or like the time structure to anything. It makes it super hard as you're playing through all the stories.
2: Huh. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's dive into these characters then. So, uh, Scott, why don't you tell us a bit about
3: Gwendolyn? So, Gwendolyn is a, um, a Valkyrie. So she is part of the Kingdom of Ragnaval Ragnanaval, which is a warrior kingdom, sort of uh, very loosely Viking esque, and it is the kingdom of Odin. Uh, of course, the Viking god, Norse god, and he is the demon king of Ragnarok. He's the father of two Valkyrie twins or uh, two Valkyrie sisters, Gwendolyn and Griselda. And yeah, Griselda, <laughs> Griselda dies right off the bat, and that sort of sparks Gwendolyn's story. Um, so Gwendolyn is sort of the weaker sister. Griselda is the strong sister, kind of the Odin's favorite, it seems right at the beginning. And it sparks her story of trying to live up to what she thinks are her sister's, um, what her sister's shoes, so to speak. Uh, and then it uh, you know, you quickly get into a love story for Gwendolyn surrounding, uh, Another one of the main characters, um, Oswald. And it's this is one of the places where, if you were to just play Gwendolyn's story right off the bat, which is the first story, it would, that whole love story seems real. Back, crap, crazy, because uh sort of <laughs> there's like some magic spells involved, or you don't know if she actually loves him, or if it's just this part of this spell that Odin puts on her. Uh But she's, she's turns out to be a pretty intriguing character. uh Along as as you get woven through all of all five of the the storylines.
2: Cool. Wow, <laughs> this really does sound like it gets pretty intense. And it's crazy um, and it's
0: right up your alley yeah. man it's all like love stories and sick combat and intrigue and i can't <laughs> believe you didn't play it
2: man well see it, I, i'm curious to hear when we actually get to gameplay because what i played was slow and clunky and just not gonna play enjoyable. the I'm, i want to give
0: you the ps4 version or actually i'll buy you the vita version it will do i will get you the do vita not version. do that I'm get you, the <laughs> vita you, you know what it's
5: you know what it's like, P2? It's like the difference between, like, I'm going to play Streets of Rage 2. That's that's like the original. Like, it has its own style. Right. But, like, the right. remake's like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Like, it's, like, yeah. smooth.
2: Oh, yeah. wow. That much
5: different. It's that much it's crazy.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. They
0: actually a changed, I, uh, they changed a lot of talking. the gameplay mechanics from the original to the remake. Because okay. Mirror Master was so popular. So they wanted to realign it more with that sort of combat style. But uh, yeah. they also adjusted all of their uh, RPG elements. We'll get into that in gameplay. But like the yes, remake is, it's, it wasn't just a fresh coat of paint. It was, and and fun fact, it wasn't even a fresh coat of paint. Because yeah. when they originally did the artwork, they did it all in high-res, uh, or high-definition uh, artwork. I don't know what, what artists say, high-res, high-def, Rob will correct me. Um, <laughs> and uh, dumbed it down for the PlayStation 2. So when they went to go put it on the PS4, they were like, we're just going to use all this stuff we have. Wow, off cool. The, off the fridge so I'm not they...
5: crazy then, because I no. put it up the remake, and I was like, wow, they did a great job on, on you know, <laughs> touching up these graphics for the PS4. This looks like a current-gen game. And I turned on Classic Mode, and I was like, hey, it looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. Huh. Uh, you need to put, I'm going to get it for you on Vita, Mark, because I fucking love this game. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> I'm going to get it for you on Vita. I'm going to do it tomorrow. It. I'll look games tomorrow and uh
1: <laughs> they don't have it. You
5: got to get the Vita, purpose. <laughs> yeah. good purpose for Vita.
1: It is. Yes, yeah, right. all right Mark, So, so good. the uh, the changes from the the changes from the PS2 to the remake, like combat wise is even very big. So you really would enjoy the remake more, most likely. So.
2: Okay, wow. All right, cool. Guys, I got to tell you, everything I hear about this story sounds right up my alley. It's it is good.
1: uh
0: the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, Mark's going to love this. Because Gwendolyn, like Scott said, Gwendolyn's, she's, you know, Odin's daughter. And she's trying to win his, uh, you know, I don't want to do this with every character because I love them all. <laughs> but she's, oh, you know, you she's trying to, to win his favor. And she's out there doing <laughs> stuff, you know. And then she saves Velvet, who turns out is her sister, um, from being killed and sacrificed what? to a dragon by Lord Brigan, who is Odin's, like, right-hand man. But he's also a piece of shit because he wants to run stuff. Yeah. And so he saves, she I saves Velvet. And then I.
2: How does, how does she this come is, back?
0: This is her step. This is her half-sister. Odin is oh. this girl's father with a different mother, the mother okay. of yeah. uh, a Valentinian mother. Um, so she like saves her.
1: When, and it, it, what? Well, no, I just want to add in, like, the the, the the character of Odin, when you play the game in order, he is such a dick. Yeah. And he's such a, yeah, he's a, dick. a, a, bad, he's a bad person. <laughs> yeah. When you watch the story in, yeah. or, in order, it's like, he becomes like one of the probably the best character in the game in a way. He he's the most he has the most backstory, the most, the most developed, the most just like he goes through the most crap. Actually, in some ways, it's, he, it's really interesting.
3: He's wow. really intertwined through every one of the yeah. characters and and every one of the the. Um, kingdoms as well. He yeah. huh. he's, he touches in on every single one of the stories, and it really does have a story arc there for his character and a character development. Because when he when the game starts out, he is just this jackass character and very <laughs> very non relatable in, yeah. in my opinion.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, he would. I
1: mean, that way. It's not even because he it changes. It's just because like. When you find out about all the stuff that he's been involved in, it's like, man, they really, really added a lot to this character.
5: Mm-hmm. I, I think I really like his character just because it's complex. I think it's very subjective because even after seeing everything throughout the game, I still thought he was kind of a manipulative asshole. Oh, no, kind is. Is. of he like, is. yeah, <laughs> like I don't see <laughs> like, like he redeemed himself. He's like, oh, I'm a good guy after all, like. I think we found <laughs> out that he is just kind of a jerk. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs>
1: I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying yeah. he's, he's, he's very deep,
5: as all. I'm not saying that he redeems himself yeah, no, no. or anything. Well, he very I, deep. Like, subjectively, I could see other people interpreting it as, like, he actually does redeem himself or care about other people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think you could see it both ways. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
2: Okay, cool. So, so, so just wh- so we're clear, each chapter you play as a different character. You don't play through every character every chapter, right? It's right. Not like- so, so you one. first play through Gwendolyn. right? Act one. You have a
0: prelude, five chapters, six chapters, and then an epilogue. That's Gwendolyn. Act two, uh, same thing as Cornelius. But I want to talk about Oswald next. Um, and then, yes yeah, so oh, each exactly. each character gets their own act. And in the in the remake, this is another part of the. This isn't like a, a big deal, but it's sort of part of the charm. You're you're actually a girl a little young girl in an attic reading through her grandfather's storybooks. So it's got like Mm -hmm. this never ending story vibe to the whole thing. Like she's reading the tale of these characters of this, you know, this battle, this crazy Valkyrie Gwendolyn, who was cursed by her father and put to sleep. And, uh, you know, there was a spell cast on her because she broke the law and that her heart would belong to the person who woke her up. And then she gets woken up by Oswald, who at this point you know he's just a bad guy. Oswald's uh, he's the he's the, the demon the, the, guy, the, de- yeah, the, he's the queen, demon, yeah, shadow queen, of the netherworlds, shadow the assassin. Shadow essentially, he's,
5: he's been I killing mean, Valkyries up to that Knight.
0: point. Yeah, yeah, like he just tears shit up, and yeah, yeah, he actually he goes into this at. berserker mode where he turns into this weird demon. And at this point, you're like, he's a bad guy, and she and at the end of her tale, she's in love with him, and you're like, but he's a piece of shit. Like, what are you doing? Why is the girls always going to be bad, <laughs> bad boys? But in his story. He makes a complete 180. He starts off as, you know, he's Darth Maul in the beginning, essentially. He's working for the queen Fa- He's working for Melvin, who's one of the fairies. He's the, the cousin of the fairy queen. He's working for him as his assassin, and he's got him killing dragons, like just off in dragons straight time. And uh, huh. then uh, he, so he goes through some shit, and Melvin dies. And he go, he's, he's roaming around, so then he ends up in the underworld because the sword that he uses, the cypher that he uses, had, they had to sign a contract for his life to be or for his soul to belong to the queen of the netherworld but they didn't tell him melvin just did this he was like okay yeah i want him to have this sword i want him to have this ability these powers yeah i'll sign the contract for him sure he belongs to you so he starts like his body starts rotting and f- he's falling apart and he's like i don't know what the fuck is going on and then it turns out he finds out about this contract so then the queen of the underworld has him and she's got him trapped down there and she's like you're gonna stay here and you're gonna be with me because i own you now haha sucker um so he <laughs> finds out that he was betrayed uh, anyway, he fights his way out. He and then he gets up. He hooks up with Odin, and Odin offers him the hand of his daughter in exchange for some stuff. And so he goes there, and they. Odin tells him, "If you kiss her and wake her up, she will love you forever." And at this point, he's like, "I've had everybody that I thought was my friend not my friend. He was ripped away from his parents as a child. All he wants is someone to love him. And he's but he so he's sitting there and he's looking at her, and she's under this spell. And her maid, her handmaiden is there. Her hand rabbit is there. It's a puka, a little bunny rabbit." And she's like telling him, like, "This is what's gonna happen." And she's like, "Don't you fucking kiss her, cause I'll cut you, bitch." And and Oswald, <laughs> those <laughs> rabbits, In those so rabbits, are tough to deal with. And Oswald's <laughs> like, "I don't want it like this. I don't want it." You know, he pulls the old. Uh, it's from uh, the Matrix there, where the buddies unplugging them. And the, you know, the the girl's like, "Not like this. No, not like this." <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> so, really he
4: it, though, so he doesn't kiss her.
0: So he.
1: What's great though is that Oswald doesn't want her to love him because of a spell. He wants to win her love. Legitimate. Yeah, so then she gets kidnapped by like the Fire Disney
0: King, movie. Onyx, who is a dick, who I think might be Matthew Mercer, the uh, voice actor, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I think everybody's Matthew Mercer. Um, they're all you just do. So anyway, he goes down, and he fights, and he saves her from there, and she wakes up. And so when you see her, he doesn't – it turns out the, that it was a lie that whoever kisses her to wake her up, it was a lie that she would fall in love with them. Odin. It was a lie Odin told. Oh. So he wakes her up with the kiss. So you see Gwendolyn's story. You think he's a piece of shit that took her by force, and then you see his story, and you realize he wasn't. So when she actually falls in love with him and her story, it means so much more, because he yeah. loves her.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah, it makes sense. He, he he sacrifices so much, does so much for her. It's it's really good. And also, at the end, you find out he's actually the first cousin to a different character in the story, too.
4: Yeah. So that's I feel awesome. like... <laughs> <laughs> the thing I, I should, really uh... like about his
5: character is that, like, you... I, I feel like he almost slips into what Melvin was because when he first makes that deal with Odin, it, the way I interpreted it as uh, it wasn't him doing it, you know, to try and win her love. At that point in time, I think he was doing it to force her, to force her to love him. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until he got to that point that he kind of shifted. Is it? it he's yeah. one of my favorite characters in the game. He has. He's very complex.
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed his gameplay style too.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's
3: almost like a... When you like
0: go a,
1: to the Shadow Knight mode, it's insane. It's, it's almost
0: like a feral animal, like a beast. Yeah. There's yeah. points you see him ripping with yeah. his claws. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's very animalistic. Yeah.
3: Combined with almost like a rogue style because of the, the quick, quick attack yeah. ability, which yeah. is usually my preferred RPG play style is kind of a rogue warrior anyway. Yeah, Mark's going to start muting his us after is questions. Too, so it is one
1: of- I was just <laughs> thinking the
3: same. I was like, I want to leave
2: right now. <laughs> I, like, I shouldn't be listening it's to this. It's <laughs> crazy
0: because as each playing through it, like knowing the story now, I would go back and play it again. But as you're playing through it and as these story beats hit, it's so incredible to see things because they'll start talking. He's like, you know, we'll do Cornelius next. You can throw that to whoever. But there's the first thing that you see is Cornelius is, like, you go and you break up with that woman in the, in, the, in the forest. You're not to be with her. And you're like, oh, fuck, I know. I think I know who they're talking about, I think. And then you show up and you, you figure it. You do know yeah. who it is. And you're like, that's so
1: awesome. Anyway.
0: Sorry. Cornelius.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. So we'll Cornelius <laughs> is the <Yeah. laughs> prince of Titania. And his father doesn't want him to marry uh, Velvet because she is a princess with no kingdom anymore. And so it's like beneath his status. His his father actually wants to wed Cornelius to Gwendolyn, whom, he's, whom Cornelius has never met. And then there's this entire history with Cornelius' family, the royal family of Titania, his secret power. And you find out that his father has a dark past. He, and you find out about his, about his grandfather. Uh, and so, uh, with Cornelius' tale, he's in love with Velvet. He refuses to. Uh, stop seeing her, and Velvet has a twin brother named Ingway. He doesn't doesn't think Cornelius is fit for Velvet, so he curses Cornelius, and he becomes a puka. And a puka is basically like a, a, a rabbit humanoid.
2: Oh, and, that's why he's so a they, rabbit. I see.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, Cornelius wakes up in the underworld, changes a puka, doesn't know what he is and how he got there, and his journey is more so. His his journey is probably the most. Um, like noble because it's just like oh I'm a prince. Um, I am fighting for love, and uh, everyone is coming after me just because I have the sword. He gets the sword of Titania, which is supposedly quote unquote cursed because of the past that he found out later with his father. So he's he's probably the the most like, like simple character in the story.
4: Okay,
2: honest. okay, man. And there's still two more.
5: <laughs> I, I, I really oh, yeah. like uh s- some of the story things. Uh like I love that they tied the alternate, like alternate currency to like a plot point for that. Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff I love. Like yeah, that's good yeah. detail. Yeah.
2: Do tell.
1: In Cornelius' tale, he's also trying to break the Puga curse and he finds out that if he gathers the coins of Valentine, the Kingdom that basically created the Puka curse because of what happened with the cauldron when it was used way back when. Um, that if he finds all the coins, you're granted like a magical wish. So obviously he wants to lift the curse. So that, that that's kind of like a subplot cool. of his um, cool. that keeps getting backtracked because of all the things that happens to him. Yeah. And uh, so he has a love story with Velvet, and he's he he actually you find out at the end of Oswald's story. He is Oswald's first cousin because Oswald's father is the brother of King Edmund, which is Cornelius' father. And you find out that King Edmund, uh, Prince Edmund, the reason why he he was no longer prince or king is because he went to marry someone that he loved that was not royalty. And then ah. and you find out that, that Melvin, Melvin was it, I forget did Melvin kill Oswald's parents and take him? I forget. It was Edgar
0: uh, Ingwe. Edgar, Edgar was his father. Uh, Edmund Edgar, was yeah, the yeah. king. Um, yeah, and his brother. It was Melvin. Yeah, Melvin killed his parents and mm-hmm. took him away. And then took
1: Oswald. Yeah, took Oswald yeah. In and raised him as his own son. Yeah, and yeah, so the whole time Oswald thinks that he was abandoned as a, as a baby and everything. He thinks Melvin just found him, and so yeah, at the end you find out that Oswald and Cornelius are first cousins. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't ever meet, and like that's ever established. I wish that that could have been like you know, like oh wow, we realize that we are connected. But unfortunately, that that doesn't happen in the story. They only oh.
0: share screen time once, and it's at the very end, and they're they're both like done. oblivious to each other. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't even know each other. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool because you, cool. you play through Gwendolyn's story, and you get money, you get Reg Ragn- Reg Ragn- coins, and you use those to buy <clears throat> uh, your regular stuff at your merchants. And then yeah. you, you find these hidden coins, these titania coins and the silver, gold, platinum. And uh, you're, at first you're like, you you unlock this little puka village and you go down, you, you can buy food and the food gives you experience and helps you level up. So it's like, okay, this is a cool thing to do. I'll try and get this level up. Then you find out in Cornelius' story that the only way that the puka curse can be lifted is if you find all of these. And it's like, I have to fucking go back. I have to go back to Gwendolyn. Yeah. I yeah. have to find all of these <laughs> coins. You know, it's like Adam Sandler. Uh, what, what movie is it where he's he goes back to school? Billy, is it Billy Madison. Oh, and yeah, Mad- the yeah. Story about the kid who yeah. loses his dog. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just sit on a step like a goon. You get out there and you find that dog.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you gotta get out there. You gotta yeah. find those coins. cuz you gotta I help think... Cornelius get back to normal.
5: <laughs> <You know>? And then, did then all did the poop you guys did. see the bonus ending. And I think that's how you. That's yes. Yeah. How you... Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's a good bonus. ending, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we say it or? I don't know if I want to spoil it for him.
4: <laughs> no, I don't care.
1: Go ahead.
5: <laughs> so so they break the curse in the end. Uh, they yeah. find all the coins, but it's like, it's they don't say how long, but last, we can assume it's like thousands kind of, of years. The last coin is, yeah, and The, the last
3: coin is on the book. So that, that, it takes them forever to find that last one.
5: Uh, I have yep. issues with that. So the book that the girl is reading. It doesn't make any sense. Because it, it assumes it, that it the breaks, writer... It breaks the fourth wall, yeah. It's like the it writer real. teleports into this world. And then he's an no. asshole. He takes one of the coins. The writer. Oh, yeah. Because in- yeah, he takes the coins watched- back with him so they can't break the curse. If you watch through the <laughs> credits, he's. Uh,
0: there's, a, there's a section where you're talking to one of the merchants in Titania yeah. during the credits. And he's talking to you. And Gwendolyn shows up. And Cornelia shows up. And you're having this chat. And then he's like. Uh, he's like, oh, what do you do? And he says, oh, you're a writer. Oh, you're writing. When your book is finished, you should let me read it. And then he says, what's your book called? And then it cuts to black. And it says Odin
5: yeah, that part was great. Yeah, yeah so yeah, so the, the writer here. Yeah.
0: It ties it back in. Yeah, my wife just texted me. She's like, "You have a microphone." So basically, so,
4: loud. <laughs> so basically,
1: <laughs> you are the writer of the of the story. Essentially,
4: yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. And
0: there's
2: uh, still
3: two more characters.
2: Yeah, Scott. <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who's Mercedes? I don't even. I've never heard this name yet. All night.
3: So Mercedes is the main character of the third playthrough which is the Fairyland playthrough and she is the daughter of Alfaria who is the queen of the Fairy Kingdom of Ringford one of the the four kingdoms in the storyline and her mother Alfaria she's sort of this um Mercedes is sort of this stuck up um teenager unruly like wants to just basically play royal and doesn't really have a care in the world uh but then the kingdom of ringford basically gets into a, a war with Ragnanobal and odin kills her mother the queen alfaria and you, there's sort of some undertones there that melvin uh set up alfaria to basically be killed. Um, And so that sort of is the impetus to make Mercedes evolve as a character and really grow up very quickly. Um, She has to basically, she's, she's thrust into inheriting the, the kingdom of Ringford and Discovers very quickly that Melvin, who was sort of the the right hand um, knight almost of of her mother, uh, also right the retainer of the queen, is plotting against her and and essentially set up Elfaria to die so that he could overthrow and and take over Ringford for himself. Um, So the the whole third playthrough is. Uh, almost this like coming of age story for this uh you know young uh, fairy princess okay cool um i'm hearing the name melvin a lot is is that the main
2: yeah. like antagonist of the story no, no, there's, no like, there's, there's like there's <laughs> like antagonists there's a lot so, of
5: antagonists yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah. Yeah. okay yeah, melvin uh, melvin is
1: the retainer he's the he's the he's the cousin to the queen and he's the retainer to the queen and I, I will, and it seems like he 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 kills her most. Sorry, he doesn't kill her. He he tries to work against her only because it is, it seems like because. So the weapon that Oswald carries the, uh, what what's the name of his weapon? They have a special name for it.
3: Belde Reaper.
1: Uh, yes. The Belde So Melvin wants to mass produce the, that weapon so that they have an unstoppable army. But Alfari doesn't want to, and really that's the reason why Melvin betrayed. His cousin, the queen. It seems like he's not like just like completely hateful to her. It's more so, it's like he wants to mess uh, produce his and he wants to kill Odin, just wants to take over. But he will to keep the prosper, basically. So, it's not really a thing of hate. It's more so like I can do this better, I can do this better than anything. Um, and then, so he's just a, a elf fairy character who is the. Mentor slash father figure to Oswald. Also, though, um, a cousin to Mercedes and a cousin I don't know, or or, or a sibling to the queen. but he's, yeah, that, That's irrelevant. But, uh,
3: he's really very, almost a tertiary antagonist, though. He's yeah. really just there to sort of, uh, in a very short amount of time, develop the characters the of scenes. Oswald and, and uh, Mercedes.
5: They kill him off pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: Wow, because I hear yeah. his name
2: so yeah. much, I'm like, this guy has to be. So, who's the last boss of this game? We'll there's
0: there's there. five.
5: They're, yeah, they're, oh boy. <laughs> yes. Oh my. God. <laughs> so,
2: so we're right now.
0: We're just talking about the buildup. This is each individual kingdom. So each story happens on its own, and yeah. then as the stories continue, you see them start to get intertwined together, woven together. You know, like a like a, a carpet, and uh, <laughs> as the five story, and then once the five stories have been told. And you've yeah. just, yeah, and you've gone through them all. Then it opens up what the actual story of the game. These are all like the prequel or the yeah. prelude to the actual story of the game, which is Ragnarok. It's the end of the world. It's Armageddon. This is yeah, the build up to reasons. it. And everything like, like that the takes.
5: Stories are like self, I wouldn't say they're self-contained, but they follow like that character's point of view. And there's yeah. so much more going on in the world that you don't see. Yeah. Until uh, so you complete yeah. everything.
0: And it's yeah. uh, so I like that the the antagonists aren't just I'm a crazy bad guy, I want to take over the world. each one has like intricate reasons for why they're doing what they're doing, and none of them are so uh vulgar as I just want to be in charge of everything <laughs> you know it's, what is yeah,
2: causing Ragnarok,
0: yeah, the actions of all of these people, yeah. so there's this prophecy, <laughs> and it's like when this happens, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is okay gonna happen. and and the actions of yeah. all these people start. To sync up and it's like they don't realize it because Gwendolyn doesn't realize that Mercedes is, you know, doing what she's doing, that she's becoming, you know, the, the budding young queen that she is, that she's blossoming into, you know, the sturdy oak ruler that she
3: needs to be. Um,
0: okay. Yeah, the
3: story—the story itself is almost like a—it's a tale about free will versus predeterminism. You know, yeah. you have the all of the characters are trying to fight against this prophecy, and unwittingly by doing so, they're just taking every single step along the way to fulfilling the prophecy. So you've got this oh, uh, almost a deeper yeah. kind of storyline going on there.
4: Okay. And they're
1: complete. They're basically also unaware that you have characters like Ingwe. The wise men, um, maybe just those two, really. Who they're 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 tr- trying to make Ragnar- Ragnarok happen. So mm. behind the scenes, they're trying to sow the seed so that hey, everyone knows our prophecies that we created. No, nope, everyone is trying to prevent it. For example, the Fire King will not attack so and so because in the prophecy he's told that he dies at the World Tree. Blah blah blah. All, all, all these things. So the prophecy is known. The wise men want the prophecy to happen, but because it's known, they're trying to, are trying to not do certain things that are said in the prophecy. So they have to push things along to happen. I and mean, then you have Ingway, who is probably the most tragic character when you find out why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to make the prophecy happen for a different reason entirely. Not because, not, not because.
4: Huh? <laughs> what is
2: it? I need to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, how did how did to- how did this start? quickly, um, he is, is the twin dense. brother to Velvet. So he is the bastard. He's one of the bastard children of Odin. Odin fell in love with the princess of Valentine, and the king of Valentine, um, her father, when he found out, went apeshit insane. Killed his, killed his precious daughter that he loved so much. Oh damn! In front of the her kids, her his, and strangled he was her cruel. with his bare hands. What? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, He killed. Yeah, and then he 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 would be cruel to his her her daughter Velvet, and then Ingwe was um he kind of ran away. I think it was for a while, um, and so he, he he regrets abandoning his twin sister for some time, but also so you've heard about this thing called the cauldron we mentioned in the beginning. The cauldron's is that yeah. big machine. I've
4: seen it. Yeah, I've seen so,
1: it. Um, the cauldron is the king, king of Val- Valentine's device. He's the one who created it. He's the one that created it. And it exists because of him. But Ingwe is the reason why shit, when shit hit the when he found out that and what and, and what happened. So Ingwe is trying to redeem himself. And also he's trying to avoid over- his mother's curse, which is separate from the prophecy. Um his, when when his mother dies, they find out about a curse that she – because her, 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 his mother can see the future. She's, she saw a curse for the twins. And so Ingway is trying to <laughs> – he's trying to redeem himself while also trying to avoid his quote-unquote curse. But you find out it's not actually a curse. You find out that, his, that their mother actually loved them. But well, that's really complicated, and I can't say that <laughs> at all. Yeah.
2: Hold on. Could you say but, that again?
1: <laughs> I don't even know what I just said.
2: <laughs> wow, intense. Well, okay, it,
1: it's, so, it's, it's clear. It's, it's clear when you watch it in order. It's very clear. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So, so velvet, who are velvet. Velvet
1: is the
0: last player character that you play through. Um, as I played each character, and I mentioned this on weekly this week, Mark, when we were talking. Each yeah. character became my favorite character as I was playing them, <laughs> um, and at the end of it, uh, Velvet was just. Cause, so we talked about how Oswald moves and how he's quick. You know what I mean? He's sort of like a rogue. Velvet well, is moves.
5: so fluid. Yeah. Oh Velvet gosh. is,
0: she's like a dancer. It's like Good. playing a Trained dancer.
5: under Kratos. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she has these, yeah. her ciphers on this
0: chain. Yeah. And she's just, she's beautiful. She's deadly. She's smart. She's, she, and she spends the whole game sort of like as the, where everybody else is like wrapped up in their own shit. She's like, I just, I just want, I just want to be left alone. I just don't want shit to go bad. That's the one who
2: turned off the cauldron in, in Gwendolyn? Yeah, she was like,
0: you guys okay. are all fucking it's, nuts. You're fighting over the ring, her. you're fighting over the ring, you're fighting over the ring. I'm just going to turn this fucker off, and then I'm going to peace out. Um, <laughs> cool. And she, so she's the last character you play as. And she loves Cornelius, and she's Ingwe's brother, so her brother's tormented. Her fa- Her grandfather strangled her mother in front of her. Um, her. The man she loves is cursed into a puka by her brother, who's trying to end the world. It's just, and her stepsister, um, her stepsister was put to sleep and then cursed to love a man that she didn't love. We think, maybe, we don't know because you don't know what Oswald's actually thinking because you're not Oswald, you're Velvet. And it's just, gosh, it's it's so crazy. And she's the last one, and you're playing through it and you're like, this is going to end. And I I feel like it's, at this point, it felt like five individual stories. So after
2: these five stories, who do you
0: play as? All then of them, all of then them. then you play as all of them. So there are you still play as all of them. There are five yeah. bosses that you have to fight uh, okay. in Ragnarok, um, and you have to select. So this is this is the part of the game. So this game it was just like I started playing the game and it was like it's gorgeous. Hey, I love that. And then I started doing the combat. Hey, this combat's fluid and fun. I love that. And then it was like here's the characters and here's the intricate details about each of them individually. And it was like oh man, I love that. And then it was like, here's the world. The world building it was like, no, oh, I love that. And then you get to the end, <laughs> and it's like, you have to now go back and dissect this prophecy, and go back and remember everything that you did, and you have to determine who is going to fight who, because there's these five beasts that show up for the uh, the the for the for the, the Armageddon for Ragnarok. And one of the things in the prophecy says uh the, the dark Sorvo, I think the name of the beast is uh, the three headed wolf thing. Oh,
4: Dark, dark Nova. Dark Nova. Well, yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> It's it can't, it, Arkova, it can't yeah, be Arkova. can't
0: be beaten by a human a human can't can't beat it so you're re- so you know and then uh, in my book anyway it said a human can't beat it but what if it was somebody who used to be a human who no longer is who's under the curse mm-hmm. so that's where you're like okay fuck I gotta use Cornelius to fight this guy so you have to select who fights who in, oh, as you go cool. through and if you choose wrong it's tragic It's so sad. like, yeah. did you, did,
5: like okay oh, that God. same Darkova fight you fight with Mercedes yeah. and all of a sudden it's yes, Mercedes yes. fighting oh, Ingwe, who they're like they're like lovers, but they never profess their love. Huh. Battle ends and Mercedes like oh, dies gosh. in Ingwe's arms. It's oh, my like God. a gear jerk. So,
0: so oh, yes, yeah, so you have to make yeah. the right choices. And yeah. even when you make like, the so right it's, choices,
4: you make it's the right still choices. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's oh, no way yeah, the last scene of the ground. game <laughs>
0: is the world tree. Yeah. And, and, like, the the end screen, it's the world tree, and in the in the roots, you see Mercedes' crossbow, because her real name, her actual uh, fairy name is uh, Yggdrasil, so she is the world I tree.
5: love that. Uh, I, I, so I, I love to, how you find out earlier yeah. on that Melvin was Needhog and he's like, yeah, I'm nibbling yeah. at the roots of yeah. Yggdrasil, and then you find out at the end of the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, huh. I love that. Oh, it's yeah, so, good. It's so, good. Wow. so yeah so the, wow. you
0: get you get these five beasts you have to select which one of the characters is going to fight them and you have to dice, d- decipher the prophecy and, and pick the right ones and if you do then you go back to the attic the girl's there she gets called down for supper she's like mom i found these great books in grandpa's room and then a seventh book sh- you know you realize that one of the one of the, the the books is a is a coin and then a seventh book shows up and then you get like an end cutscene. Where you get to see the end play out, and the end is still fucking tragic. This, this is—it's Ragnarok, right? It's not a happy ending. It's not like oh, everybody's happy. It's, it's still oh, miserable. Oh my god.
2: Okay, but, awesome. Oh, uh, it's.
5: I, I, I think some. Of, I words. think some of the bad picks are less tragic than the actual true ending <laughs> in some scenarios. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> I, it's I was so sweating sad. it
0: because when I chose, which one was it? Um...
5: There was one that said Oswald. something about him with a red crystal, and I was like, "That's that weapon's not a red crystal, but I'm pretty sure it's the right one."
0: Yeah, so Oswald states that uh, the shadow of the the shadow of the underworld will defeat the dark lord or something like that. So mm-hmm. I chose to, but as you're fighting the guy, he's like, "Ah, you you fool! Only one of royal blood can kill me." And At this point, yeah. we don't think oil or- yeah. Oswald. All we know is his father's name was Edgar, and he lived in the woods. So it's huh. like, and and but if you go back and <laughs> you watch Cornelius's. At one point, his father mentions his brother, Edgar. It's in one of the texts. Oh, cool. So, but I didn't fucking remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, oh, he's dad died? Us, <laughs> you know, he's, he's telling us, he's like, you know, you're not going to get to, you're not, you're not royalty. This isn't going to work. And I'm like, I fucked up. I chose poorly.
5: <laughs> that exact same yeah. thing happened to me. I like I. I started. I was like, "Ooh, I might need to reload this." Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna goot.
3: This game is like somebody took a Shakespearean tragedy and mixed it with like a Francis Bacon painting and <laughs> Streets of Rage.
5: Yeah, That, is, yeah. that says oh. it on the box. <laughs> Actually, the back of the box is amazing. It like it. The the description is basically. You know, like they usually have those blurbs. Like IGN says, "like fantastic, amazing game." They basically have that, but they just say that outright. Like, it's not like anyone's, like any blurb said that. <laughs>
1: Everybody said it.
5: Yeah, everyone said it. <laughs> so and
1: I have a pr- question. Yep. Yeah. We we we've covered like the main characters, and we've mentioned Melvin, this Odin, that. There's Ingwe. Anyway, there's so many other important side characters, and like the villains, like what are we going to do? This is like intense. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't Someone... think we need to go.
0: I don't think we need to go into all the side characters, leave yeah. some of the mystery for if people want to go in and play it. I do want to briefly okay. mention that. Well, all of this is happening while all of these kingdoms are struggling against each other. And within the kingdoms, people are trying to be in love and just trying to be happy. And people are trying to fight against oppression. Well, all of this is happening. The extinction of the dragons is taking place. Man, I yeah. felt so bad
5: for the dragons. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah. You're just having they the worst it. week, man. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. They're just like, I just want to be on this mountain and be left the fuck alone.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Like, please, please leave me, Mercedes, all right? But, like, the person that's coming to kill me is going to be here in, like, two hours. Can I at least have some time to pray? Like yeah. Yeah.
0: Every, every time you show up, it's like, oh, man, like, I, I know you're just being controlled by this guy. Like, Belial is like, I don't want to fight you, oh, man. I know this guy's yeah. got you under control. And it's like, well, I'm going to make you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, poor Wagner. He gets the beatdown put on him, uh, like, five separate times. Yeah. Like, I can't even blame him for being so mad all the time. <laughs> These guys with the jewels just keep showing up and, like, yeah. beating down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool because Oswald gets the ring to trail from him to, to give to Gwendolyn. But I was like, how the fuck does he get T'Trell? Because for most of the story, Tetrell's to to in, like, the fairy world. Exactly, and then you see Velvet, yeah. like, here, take this away from us.
5: The, the saga of Titrell is, like, out of control. That's where it's like, that ring changes hands, like, 20 yeah. times.
0: Yeah. And What's then the at the ring end of the do? game... The ring re- is what it yeah, controls It's, it's the really hard to follow. Turns it on but it's
5: off. a lie. Uh, it bugs me. Because they hand wave that at the end. They're like, oh, crap. We already wrote that, that Gwendolyn has to have the ring because it's a symbol of the love. It completes the character arc. But how how do we make the big like the big plot happen at the end? I guess he just shows up, he doesn't need the ring anymore, he's like, Oh oh hey, can you be Evil Cauldron? Engage Evil mode. And it's like <laughs> oh, I guess he didn't need the ring after all. I
1: think I think it's more so that Valentine King King Valentine knew that 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 he could control it, but he knew that
5: if someone had the ring they could stop him though. I think that's the issue. Like, you See, know, but, but the, like thing the is ring like, controls it. Yes. Like, but Valentine can control himself. Like he was shaking down velvet pretty hard. He's like, I need that ring. Uh, and then at yeah, the end, true. he's like, like a hundred percent confidence. There's like, yeah, I think that, I think this Cauldron's my master. Hey, cauldron do the thing. It's like, <laughs>
0: it's like Rick James. Yeah, it's like, no. man, I, need, I can't control yeah. this cauldron without that ring. Yeah. I can control the cauldron without that ring. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only okay. the only thing I think of is that if it's not bad writing it's
5: just that he didn't want someone to stop him with his things Yeah, probably. yeah, that could be che- that could be true. So
1: maybe
2: that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh Scott, help me help me out. Have we covered the story? <laughs> <laughs> Do we move on to gameplay at this point? I <laughs> I think
3: we've the at, story. at once we've covered the story and confused the hell out of everybody listening. <laughs> yeah. So the good thing it, is, is that any spoilers that we've given out, we've completely <laughs> obscured and buried and mixed, and yeah. uh, it's a it's a plot summary shaken not stirred. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I
2: think uh, I think I've heard enough to make me intrigued, and I know enough about it that I think we should move on to gameplay. <laughs> All right, let's do it then. Now, gameplay. This is where I heard uh, this big difference. Um, it was extremely slow and clunky for me. I can't wait to hear what it's like when it's good. Um,
3: so, Scott, tell me, tell me about uh, the main battle mechanics of this game. So, the main battle mechanics change in each of the playthroughs slightly. Um, it, each character has a different type of weapon. Um, one is a sword. One is a, a a bow, like a crossbow. One is this uh, like chain whip thing. Um, and it's 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 very smooth uh it's very combo based you, you build up hit counters and you go through and you unlock uh you unlock special maneuvers that take you know power points so it's almost um it's like a combination between uh, you know almost like a one-on-one fighter and a good beat em up okay. um i think Probably my favorite gameplay character was Mercedes because the game sort of she she has the ability to fly really? wow. and so the game almost changes from a beat 'em up which all which the the rest of the characters pretty much are to almost a shmup. Oh wow. You okay. kind of fly around and you're you're shooting this crossbow. So and that one that that gameplay there that playthrough really falls right in the middle of uh, kind of this 40-hour saga so it does a good job of breaking up the gameplay mechanics uh, a little bit right when you're kind of getting tired of just beat them up beat them up beat them up
2: All Right. yeah no that's
3: fair enough i'm looking forward to getting to that point then <laughs> yeah.
2: okay cool how about uh, the rest of you guys what, what are your maybe your favorite characters uh p1 let's just jump to you
0: I like all of them. They're all my favorite. I can't choose. I, <laughs> choose. I would have an easier time choosing uh, which family
2: members were my favorite.
0: <laughs> you, Man, I'm going to ask favorite. you a
2: harder question. Did you do the alchemy? Did you find yeah. use yeah. in this?
1: Yeah. So That's always going to be different. tedious. Oh, it's so,
2: no, it's so easy. So they yeah. use this
0: ring yeah. menu system. If you don't like the ring menu, you can turn it off. And use well, it's basic it's, it's harder in the original. Oh, yes. Okay. Don't play the original. The original's... We'll talk, I want to talk about the, about the <laughs> yeah. legacy of the original after, but it's a ring menu, and it's like, here's your here's your bottle. Here's your thing. Put it in. And it tells yeah. you. If you put this in, you get this. If you put this in, you get okay. this. Cool. It's so as, simple. As someone, and,
5: as, I hate crafting mechanics. I loved the alchemy system in this game because yeah. it's simple and it's deep. You can make yeah. a lot of stuff, and it's okay. not cumbersome. The yeah. alchemy,
0: the food, uh, both really easy yeah. to use. But as yeah. far as combat goes, each character, it's a 40-hour it's a beat-em-up. And each character moves a little differently and attacks a little differently. And it's just enough. It's not enough. It's it like they could have released five games that just said, here's um, atmosphere, act one. And it's because it's five, six hours. You know what I mean? Make it a that's, 20 game. That's or, how it would have been game, now. There you go. Like They could, they could have done this episodically. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it, but it, it changes it up just enough that it doesn't get stale. You're not like, oh, man, I got 40 hours of fucking doing this uh, spear thrust. Come on. It's not. It's yeah. six hours of spirit okay. thrust and then okay, now we're gonna go to the next one, and the next one. And when you get to each one, I hate when the when the game changes the mechanics up, like midway through the game. It drives me nuts. And I was mm. so worried that this was going to happen, but each character just <laughs> feels so right. Like mm-hmm. when you start playing as Cornelius and it's he is so vastly different from the way you play as Gwendolyn. And and Gwendolyn can fly and she can dive and she swoops. And Cornelius is like, I'm gonna get on the ground, and I'm gonna spin like a motherfucker, and I'm gonna
3: whirlwind all you bitches. And, and while the <laughs> gameplay, while yeah. the gameplay mechanics change, or while the the gameplay style for each character changes, the the control mechanics never do. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you don't have to completely okay. relearn the game halfway through, which I think is what P1 is referring to in terms of. Right. It, it doesn't feel like you're completely sw- switching things up, but you get a refresher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool.
5: cool. And all I right. think it's really what you make of it too, because it's much like a bayonetta or a devil may cry, you have so many options available, like probably mm-hmm. a ten, fifteen probably close to ten or fifteen moves per character. And wow. you can chain them all together, find combinations, like that that's half the fun of the game to me. Like playing as Cornelius, doing the Tempest and then doing right. that spinny circle attack where you jump in the air for like max damage. Yeah. Oh, that feels yeah. good.
3: Well, and there are so, abilities too where you, if you chain different types of abilities together, you get bonus damage bonus multipliers. Yeah. So it, it benefits you not to just spam the same attack over and over and over, oh, which you could exactly. if you were playing on easy, and you, you,
4: can you could upgrade
5: the moves do. to do different things. Yep. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Cool. So who would be your favorite
2: character Minotaur?
5: Uh I would say, gameplay-wise, probably Cornelius, because I really, like, his combos were, like, very freeform, and I could really, like, do a lot. All all, all of his moves felt really good to, like, chain into, like, the tornado, into the spinny thing, uh, into, like, the drill, like, put him up into the sky. Uh, but th- that's kind of true of all the characters. I mean, you can, it's a very, like, free-flow game, uh, and Cornelius just felt right as far as, like, Melee character out of all of them. Uh, The most to me. I I feel like everyone's going to have a favorite, because there's so many different gameplay styles here, and they're all unique enough to like shift it up every time. Fair enough. Okay, well, how about
2: uh, you, Agent Boyle?
1: So, before the remake came out, they had a type of demos beta thing, and... They let you play as like three of the five different characters I think, or four of the five different characters. It was, was kind of weird, but I played Velvet right away on the demo, and I was like, "This is freaking amazing! This is like the,
4: <laughs> the best
1: that I've experienced." And then when you when you play the actual game, she's last, so the whole time I'm like,
4: "I'm
1: going to love it. What am I going to love it? What am I going to it?" <laughs> so uh, Cornelius was was a, a real treat um, for a while. Um, Oswald was fun, but when you go when you go to the Shadow Knight mode, he's a, he's a little hard to control, like, just because he's so fast. Mm. Uh, um, Mercedes is the most unique, but I didn't enjoy it quite as much. She got better the more moves that you learned eventually, and Gwen yeah. was great um, as a start, but uh, for, for pure gameplay-wise, Velvet and those chains, not only is it, like, awesome animation, it's just fluid combos, it's intuitive you think that like you're it's it's like a very empowering uh gameplay feature it's like you feel like you're the biggest bass in the world
4: nice so, you know, yeah, right
1: for gameplay. You're, you're walking around
0: you're like why are people scared of oswald he's a punk compared to fucking velvet she's like yeah she's tearing shit up
5: <laughs> the, the thing about velvet it's it's fun. like i didn't like her at first and then i the, I got that ability to drop bombs every time I dash, and then then she was fun. I loved <laughs> that ability, just like dash mm-hmm. like dodging through enemies and watch them fly up and
4: <laughs> uh.
2: cool. cool all right, um Sean, you have uh pow and PP here Please, so those are just those different
0: sets the PP empowered and power are different moves, so pow yeah. is like a, a stamina bar that fills and and, and drops so you can do sub different combo attacks. Oh, right. Yes. In there, and PP is like your special attacks, your techs or your magicite. your your magic, essentially.
5: I remember, um, uh, which is different uh, sh- in the original.
0: Oh, is it? No, oh, okay. It was it was like original.
5: stocking up our super meter, like a fighting game in the so, original. Uh, yeah. yeah. So no, the reason it's why than that. you probably enjoy didn't enjoy it much, did like that,
1: is that in the <laughs> in the original, even regular attacks and guarding uses pow. Yes. And your moves use a crystal type of currency. So you don't even always have available to use the, the the moves. Yes. So in the in the remake though, regular attacks and guardian does not, not use anything. It's just
4: oh.
1: regular attacking, almost your Mercedes. And then how now is specifically how is specifically for your special moves, and then um, they remove that crystal currency entirely, I believe.
2: Oh, good because I hated that crystal currency
5: thing. Like, yeah. Like, oh.
1: So. Oh. They, they they let you be more more of a badass, be more
5: powerful, uh, use more cool. techniques in the in the remake. But my favorite part about trying classic mode was like getting to, getting to the tutorial, and I'm just like playing around, like oh this this feels a lot different. Let me just play around for a bit. And all of a sudden, they get dizzy for like five seconds. Like, what the hell just (laughs) happened? It's like, oh, oh, my pow ran out, and I get dizzy for five seconds now.
2: (laughs) Oh, I assume that carried through to the remake. I'm I'm so happy to hear it. It's it's not the
5: remake at
1: all. Thank
2: God. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. Um.
0: So,
4: yeah, I started this
0: game. I started this game on easy. Okay, I just have to say this. I start, this yep. is part of the reason I really oh. enjoy this. This is my favorite Cartridge Club game. We've done 54 games for the club. This is my favorite. This ah. game actually makes me wish that I wasn't the host of the Cartridge Club next month so that I could just keep playing this instead of playing King of
4: <laughs> <laughs> or Lasso, so up
0: next. I don't want to play next month's <laughs> game because I just want to keep playing Odin Sphere. I want to go yep. get the Platinum Trophies. I want to play through on higher difficulty. So I, put it on, I started the game on easy. Uh, I got about... I think I was in Chapter 2 or 3 of Gwendolyn. And I was like this is really easy I'm gonna try normal and I'm a gamer I'm the I'm I don't know if you're, if you're new to the show you might not know this I'm not a I don't like to I'm not one of those gamers who likes to push themselves you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to be the guy who's beating his head against a wall but I, I felt like easy is really really available and, and accessible let me try normal and I played I played through the rest of the game on normal after that point and I felt like even more of a badass because it wasn't a cakewalk. There were a couple of stages where I didn't get S mm-hmm. rankings. There was a, a few times you know, when I would die and have to redo a section. But I man, I, I got through this game. And for somebody who doesn't normally get through games on the, the medium difficulty, the regular <coughs> setting, to get through this in this heavy combat-based game, it made me – I got the same feeling that I got from Shovel Knight when I beat that. And that is such a rare thing for me to get because – normally I play games for the story and just to relax and get the experience of it. But this one gave me story. It gave me gameplay. And it was like, you know what? You can do this. It it, it was so, I had such an, I don't want to say easy time, but I I did so well on normal that I want to go back and try it on a higher difficulty. And
4: I never
0: do that. I never do that.
5: (laughs) Hard is really fun. Like it, it felt just right. Like to where I would die occasionally. And yet uh, it it wasn't like beating my head against the wall, frustrating outside of that dwarf airship. Like every time I heard, use oh, the flamethrower. And I was like, oh, now, I don't, now I don't play for 15, 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. th- the difficulties. That dwarf airship like, was annoying. Oh, that easily the hardest mini boss every yeah. time. Okay, cool. Um, all
2: right, cool. Wow. So I just realized we spent all this time on story and we just breeze right on through gameplay. I guess that speaks volumes for the fact that it is a beat-em-up and uh, and it's just got a really good story. <laughs> we we could dive into the individual mechanics of each person,
0: but it, without yeah. actually – you really need to play it yourself. You need to get hands-on with yeah. it. Okay.
5: Um, I, I mean it's it's an interesting gameplay because everything it, – it it takes the beat-em-up formula, I think, to a better level than beat-em-ups of old because everything is in like a ring. Like you're doing a repeating Scooby-Doo background. Uh, mm. so, like, you just move one direction and you'll oh, yeah, reach back true. to where you're at. Uh, and so you never have to worry about enemies getting pushed off-screen and you wait for them to show up again. You can just keep hammering on them, and, uh, it's just, like, a really good time. And so that's what most of the battle arenas are throughout the game, is just rings like that, and it works yeah. really well. Yeah, that is unique. Yeah, noticed... uh...
1: There's also, like, the food mechanics and the on mechanics yep. and the alchemy, which is different between the versions in different ways. But, um...
5: Every time I go to the grocery store now, I want to pick Nerd. up like twelve jugs of milk uh, <laughs> yeah. and like fifteen bottles of yogurt because yogurt's the king of all foods. Always eat yogurt before every meal.
4: Yeah,
5: um,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to buy all this fish and all this milk. What are you yeah. doing? Just, don't just, worry uh, about it, pal. it. All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> Those uh-huh. merchants
5: are like highway I love, robbery. I, love, I just I love, want love. to buy my own cow at this point and start a dairy farm. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> A gallon of milk.
3: <laughs> and there's,
5: there's just enough collecting that it's
3: not a collectathon game that it doesn't wear out its welcome. But there's enough to kind of keep you searching for things like the different food recipes and um, right. trying to trying to progress your way through to get all of the unlocks for all of the characters and to get to that kind to get to that platinum trophy. Right on. Um, just a quick question: Can you go back? Uh two
2: previous yeah. chapters. Yeah, not in the okay. original,
5: apparently. I think I saw that somewhere. But oh, okay. in the remake you can't. Yeah, and the, the in the in the original, I don't think they let you go back to old chapters, right? Yeah,
2: I couldn't, but
0: I didn't well, And I'm you go back with all your all new alone. powers. So you go back to like chapter one with your powers in yeah. chapter six, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, remember you when we were you bad badass you before? Can. The the enemies just kill themselves.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy.
0: <laughs> Okay,
4: cool. All right, uh, I think we've. So I have a question up.
0: for the I have a question for the guys. When you yeah. were using your phosons, what did you yeah. level up first? Because I I always leveled up their main cipher, whatever it was. I mag- and which is tough because that usually takes me right to chapter four or five. Because mm-hmm. the last two the last two uh, levels on it are three hundred and five and four hundred foesons.
5: I did um, the um, exact same thing. That's funny. Did you- I did opposite because I I really liked. It was really fun for me. Just This is usually how I play games, like experimenting with all the different tools. So I would level up everything. Like I'd usually get everything to at least past level one so I could see if it was useful or not. Yeah. And so that, that middle cypher hardly it, – it was like level three or four usually by the time I was done. Oh, um,
0: I used to take – I would take chunks of health off with my regular uh-huh. attack. Yeah, yeah, me too.
3: I actually didn't – one of the pet peeves that I had about the game, I didn't care for the way the – skill unlocks happened. I wish that I could kind of pick and choose which, which it was more like a skill tree rather than just a, oh, at this point in the story, you unlock X. At this point in the story, you unlock Y. I wish it was more role-playing game style with a, kind of some ability to pick and choose how your character progresses. Because yeah. um, I, like Cornelius, I, I, I didn't care for any of his opening, like two skill trees at all. Mm-hmm. I, it was just interesting when you said it was your your favorite character i was like oh wow yeah, yeah we completely have different play styles
5: yeah that, that's right <laughs> i think everyone can has different like I, I felt the same thing with velvet because a lot of uh velvet's opening stuff was like yeah there's like the one spiral chain move that's good I'm, just using that a lot. Oh, but then at the end of the game, I finally got the drop bombs when dodging. Then it's great. Like now I'm having a lot of fun. I wish I could have done that earlier.
0: Velvet's dancing chain was incredible where you shoot it and it goes yeah. to
3: oh, the Oh, that enemies. was fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah. That's like the I yeah. win button. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I think it, it probably, it's probably worth saying um, the environments in this game get reused a lot. You basically go to the same place. Like every time throughout the game, uh, and you fight a you fight a lot yeah. of the same bosses, but the characters play different, and the bosses don't really change what they do. But the characters play different enough to where it really doesn't feel like a grind. Like you, it doesn't feel like you're fighting the same boss. Is that kind of what you guys felt too?
0: Yeah, yeah,
5: it, and yeah,
1: combos with different characters. So
0: yeah, yeah, it's like exactly, um, boy. You're, you're using yeah. different combos with different characters, but I I found that I would get to the boss and would be like, okay, I've seen this guy three times now. I sort of know his moveset. I know what he's doing. So I would feel even more dominant, you know. By the time I'm getting there with Oswald or I'm getting there with Velvet, it's and that might be partially why Velvet felt so overpowered and so strong, was like, I know everything you're going to do. I know you're going to raise your shield and yeah. your chest, and I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to turn your flamethrower on, so I'm just going to drop one of my firebombs on you, and I'm going to peace out, and I'll be back when you're done. So, Because I felt like a lot of games, a lot of beat-em-ups – you go through the stage and you fight the enemies in the stage and that's it. You're done. Hopefully by the end of the stage, you learn them. but because we got to keep seeing these ones, I almost started to feel uh, an affinity for some of the enemies. Mm-hmm, like yeah. I felt bad killing the goblins because they were just pukas that got led astray. Right. Like, yeah. So, huh, you know, the, cool. even the Halya and the other underworld people like you guys are just poor tortured souls. Like you spend so much time, with the with the bad guys that you started to I started to feel like they were characters in the, in the story as well. It wasn't just I'm not just beating up uh, faceless foot clan here. I'm actually these they're living breathing people in this world. So, cool. Sometimes yeah, the it sometimes developed.
5: Really yeah, the bad guys are great. Sometimes it felt kind of ridiculous like traveling to some of the areas again like by the end of the game like they constantly tell you it's like oh once you head to the nether world there's no coming back. Like, yeah, you'll never get out of there. And I'm pretty sure every character goes in there and just walks <laughs> out. Oswald twice. Uh, <laughs> and, and every time, like, Odette catches you and is like, what What are you doing here? And it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm on my way out. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll just, I'll leave through that s- secret exit that Odin told me about behind the bone <laughs> bookshelf. Uh, sorry about that- <laughs> so, some of that I
3: found really distracting and really took me out of the out of the game care out of the gameplay yeah. and and got me detached from the story because so much of the game is well done, so much of the game's writing and story arcs are are well intertwined, and then a lot of the dialogue uh I found to be beyond cheesy uh and I don't know how much of that is just due to poor localization um and how much of it is just uh shoddy writing.
5: I, I think it's because of the Shakespearean attitude they have. Yeah, to, the, everything's like the, really the yeah. yeah. Like like every everyone's falling into each other's arms for like lovers by the by the end of chapters. Nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I don't think it's even just the the everyone falling into each other's arms. I think it's just it it's feels like a lar, a lot of it is very um George Lucas esque dialogue.
5: <laughs> I, I could see that, actually. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Some of it is pretty cheesy. I, I do in think the voice ways. actors did a pretty good job with it, though, honestly. I, I thought it was pretty good voice acting, especially for the mm-hmm. PS2 era, all things considered.
2: Was I the, the voice G-
3: Japanese on the original? Do you get to choose that still in the remake? Yep. Okay,
1: yeah, you
3: do. good. Was good. the voice all, stuff all original to the PS2 that they used, or was it redone as well?
5: I it think was it Was it? Was it? Because yes. it sounded the same to me when I went back to the old game. Maybe they just did a really good job of making it sound similar. Pretty sure it was done. Let me
4: verify.
2: Speaking of that, let's talk about the sound. <laughs> uh, did anybody uh, enjoy the soundtrack? Did anything stand oh, out to anybody? Yeah. All right. Well, talk about a minute or what was your favorite or or forgettable? I guess I should ask. Um,
5: so I would say there's maybe a handful of forgettable ones, but some of them really stuck out to me, like Ringford, the Forest of the Fairies. Um, most, almost every environment theme is so good and fits so perfect. My only problem with it is that you're hearing the battle theme like 80% of the time. And it feels like you never really get to listen much to those area themes before you're in the next battle. Right. Um, but if you sit there and listen for a while, it's, it's really good stuff.
2: I know. right
3: know. On, right on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I really wish that the, the collector's edition of the game, the storybook edition would have come with a soundtrack. You know, it, oh, they, it, didn't. it comes with a t-shirt and it comes with an art book and an art print and like this metal slip case, but there's no soundtrack. And after having oh. played the game, the, the soundtrack I thought meshed well because it wasn't something that really stood out to me. And, but while I was playing, I knew I enjoyed it, you know, whenever I would kind of tune yeah. into it, I would be mm-hmm. grooving to it. Whereas um, things that other things that have soundtracks that I really enjoyed got so repetitive that they became uh, annoying. Like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild or even um, um, Near Automata. I, I really enjoyed both of those soundtracks and I ended up getting really annoyed by mm. both of them because they're so repetitive. <laughs> and in this game you get, I think, because each character kind of has their own mix and their own mm-hmm. uh, their own storyline, you really only spend 10 hours in in each kind of sub-soundtrack.
5: Okay. It, good it, point. Mesh, it, it meshes so well. Like like you said, you don't even like take notice of it. And it's a good thing because it helps immerse you in the game more, I think. Like it, yep. it doesn't overpower the game, if that makes any sense.
3: Completely agree.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um Sergio, what did you think of the uh um soundtrack?
1: Uh, I'm I'm in a different camp. Um I, I don't know if it's because it's a JRPG, but um and also just I'm a musician and an artist, so I tend to lean closer to soundtracks that have strong melodies, that right. have these harmonies. And the game does do more so background music. Not bad, though. I cannot say it's bad at all. It's just that I can't recognize any of it. I didn't notice any of it. It was just there. Right. But it wasn't bad. It was just there for me. Okay. I just, uh, I really appreciate melodies and uh, counter melodies and with harmonies and, you know, uh, resolving the sound, dissonance, and resolving the sound. Like I just, um, I I look for more in the music, but um, it was still perfectly fine. I just didn't notice. It really. Gotcha,
2: covers the atmosphere fine, just doesn't really uh, stand out to you afterwards. I think I, I understand what you meant. Also, because um, yeah, I was sort of, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I was wondering if maybe they opted for uh, the remake, but I guess I'll find out soon if if it's any uh, any more memorable for me. Um, P1, you were looking into something there but what what did you think of the uh, background music?
0: Uh, it's, uh, I'm sort of on the as point. I, I couldn't say it was bad. I enjoyed it as I was playing it. Uh, I yep. didn't notice it as much because I spent most of my time listening to the sound effects uh, of the combat. And I really enjoyed those. Um, yep. But I, I didn't dislike the background music. It just wasn't something... I'm sure if I put it on now, I would recognize it. I think. I don't know if I could pinpoint... I would recognize it as Odin Sphere. I don't know if I could pinpoint that's Mercedes, that's Velvet, that's cornelia gotcha that's the snow levels um uh but the voice acting so (laughs) when they initially localized this uh they had a problem because the text bubbles were all designed for uh japanese as a kanji and Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they they were much smaller than english they don't don't take up as much space so they had to actually adjust the text size, the size of the text bubbles in the game to fit the words in in english and because the game talks on its own and it's not a button prompt the voice actors had to record them. Sometimes you can hear them in like weird, they they talk in weird broken sentences and it's because they recorded (laughs) it to match the speed of the text scrolling on Ah. the game itself.
2: Wow. Um, They
0: they did, in order to stay on budget for the original, they recorded outside of a professional studio and they did, uh, when they did the the remaster, they did redo the voice acting in in a professional studio with different voice actors.
2: Oh, good. Cool. Okay.
0: Nice. Um,
2: I can't believe yeah. how much work they put into this remaster, they man. They made to, me, this. holy. impressive.
5: Yeah, to me, this remaster game. is like backwards from how everyone else does it. Because everyone else just like, oh, we up-rested and we slapped a slightly ho- new texture on things. Right. They didn't like touch the graphics here. They just remade the entire <laughs> gameplay experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if more companies did what they did with this remake...
1: The remaster, I think you'd have a lot less fans complaining about little things. Like they really put love into this. It's it's insanely impressive.
3: Well, Well, and it's nice because this this art style lends itself well to aging. You know, I mean, this is why the sixteen bit era is so beloved because the art style is very. Say it's very forward-friendly, right? The you don't yeah. if you go back and remaster a sixteen-bit game, you don't have to put a lot of time into redoing the artwork because right. it's gorgeous already and it stands the test of time. It's not it's not tech-dependent, and you have the same sort of thing here with with Odin Sphere and and frankly all of the vanillaware games. It's the same thing. So you can you can spend all of your budget on a remaster, actually remastering some of the flaws of the the physics or the flaws of the mechanics.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's like i was saying earlier like i i thought the graphics were like wow they did a they did a really good job like remaking these graphics like oh no that's just what they always were
2: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty
0: um, interesting okay. they're uh so odin sphere the so a- atlas made a game uh, specifically george i think it's george kamatami is the director he made princess crown for the sega saturn it's an atlas game and it oh. plays it's it's a story about a Valkyrie or a warrior princess who's – it's an action RPG. It's the the spiritual the spiritual predecessor to really everything they've made. Um, And him and the team from Vanillaware split off from Atlas and became their own studio. They became Vanillaware after that. But Princess Crown didn't sell very well. It was a Japanese one, the game didn't sell very well. So when they started making here as this spiritual successor, uh, I guess companies were nervous about it. And they didn't know how it was going to be. So, Atlas oh. agreed to publish it for them. Um, after breaking off from them? After breaking off from them, they agreed to publish it for um, them. and But they wouldn't release it when it was done. They pushed the release of it six months because they didn't want it to go up against Persona 3?
5: There was some other game they didn't want it to go up yeah, against. It was, it was it was yeah, it was Persona 3. It was Persona 3. And uh,
0: so they pushed it. So... In that time they pushed it, they were still making other games. They had to keep making games to, to make money, so they started making Grim Grimoire. But they had to borrow like 20 million, it was $20 million to be able to make games. And they were like, we don't even know what the fuck. We don't know if anyone's going to like this because nobody wanted to. They were nervous about working with uh, Kamatani because he had done Purchase Crown, hadn't been successful. And then Odin Sphere came out, and it was so successful that it, it, it paid off the $20 million debt they had. Uh, It got Muramasa greenlit because they had started working on Muramasa while they were still working on Odin Sphere because they got the idea for that. And I think. uh, And
4: Dragon's Crown.
0: And Dragon's Crown. Crown. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, Which is more of a direct sequel to uh, Princess Crown. Yeah. Um, And this game, Odin Sphere, is the reason this company exists. You know, I mean, Vanillaware is not. They're not Nintendo. They're not putting out 100 games a a year. But the Mm -hmm. games they put out are made with love, they're made with care. And they, they really put a lot of effort into it. And I think this remake of Odin's Sphere, this love letter to the game that essentially is the reason they exist, is why they put so much effort into it. Because mm. they wanted it to be – because Muramasa plays very fast, very you know uh, high action, uh, very user-friendly. Dragon's Crown, same way, fast action-packed, user-friendly. They wanted people to be able to get that same experience from the game that is the reason they exist as a company, I think. I think that's why they put so much love into the remake.
3: Ah. And it makes me and that makes me fucking love
0: it even that much more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And and it really makes me excited for Dragon's Crown Pro that's coming out on PS4 yes. here. You yeah. Know, late later yeah. this year. Cause I definitely. Dragon's Crown is another one that I ignored. Um oh, yeah. you know, and just haven't had the time to go back and play. But now I'm I definitely want to dive in.
5: And the funny thing about Dragon's Crown is that's my only experience with other vanillaware games right now. And it's really fun. In fact, mostly with co op. I think it's mostly fun with co op. But it's such a, like, story wise and structure wise, it's so different than Odin's Sphere. It's less story focused and way more, like, yeah. like more old school beat em up. Now that's like a Streets of Rage. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's, yeah. I should buy it. Uh,
0: but Vita, it's a fun uh, again, time.
5: Just so I can get these games on the go. I might. I really games. love this company. It's, I, I, <laughs> I'm a believer. After playing this game, I was like, "Yeah, this this mm-hmm. company in my mind, they're best in the biz for 2D artwork." In my mind, I I'd-
2: yeah, yep. top tier, top tier for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk um, about graphics. Let's roll right into it. Do we really need to? I mean, damn, <laughs> yeah, look Definitely at those
3: did. graphics! Yeah, just read that <laughs> first I line. Think we, I think we can still get into <laughs> uh, favorite yeah. designs. Yeah. The characters. Okay, uh, let's talk we really them. haven't touched on that. Yeah, yeah. designs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, well, uh, Scott, you start us off
3: then. What were your, some of your favorite ones that stood Well, probably my favorite design character in in the game is um, uh, Mel. I uh, not Melvin. Sorry. Um, um, oh my god, what the heck's his name? Oswald. I think yeah. Oswald is is unique. They in the the art book that comes with the storybook edition they actually give some little backgrounds on the development of the characters and how like the how they came to be from their initial concept sketch into the final product that you see on screen and oswald went through this because he he starts off as a as a bad guy right like we've already alluded to and turns into one of the heroes and they actually had to they the initial design on the character was even more demonic and even more uh, real hardcore bad, you know, hardcore bad guy. And they actually had to tone that back and, and give him some, they changed his hair to be blonde and changed his, his hairstyle just to make him look more uh, relatable and to make him look less of a true all black bad guy, right? More More white hat tones in it. Um, and I just think that sort of speaks to the care that they put into the graphics throughout the game and, and the design choices, uh, I think is um, really telling. But as far as characters that I can't get enough of on screen, uh, I have to say that I have a true love affair for elfaria <laughs> 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 I a wonder why. Character, uh-huh. If, uh-huh. Uh... if ever there was <laughs> oh, yeah. one. It is it is definitely Alfaria.
5: The, the funny thing is it the rest of the characters aren't very Dragon's Crown ish, except Alfaria. That's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sick. That. <laughs> Dragon's
3: yeah. <Crown>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm really gonna
4: yeah. enjoy Dragon's
2: Crown. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Okay, cool. Well, how about uh, uh Sergio, how about you? What was your one that stood out to you?
1: Um I the, the like the one character that really caught my eye when I first saw them on screen was Ingway, because it's interesting. Um, you kind of get clarification when you get to your ending, and you see them do the pukoish and you see what King Valentine used to look like. Like they the King of Valentine used to be like a a kind of like Arabic based, but like they're but they're but they're like very white skinned, but it was like a a, a desert sand. Kingdom of some sort, so they have like a gypsy slash Arabic uh uh, clothing that you think of when you think of like back in the day uh um culture for that for the for the royalty. So it was it was was an interesting mix. Um, So velvet and ingway both have these like these kind of gypsy esque looking designs that just really popped at me. Um, And actually, I wanted to go in in the reverse as well because I find it strange how for how. Specific, some characters are—they skipped out on making unique designs. Like the three wise men, the the, the wizards, Urzer, yeah. Eldor, yeah. and and Scoldy—they don't have unique designs. They have designs that are basically palette swaps of, of enemy wizards. And I was like, I was like, wow, they put so much love and care in other NPCs. It's like, why wouldn't they do more for these three important characters? So I wanted to point that out as well. But yeah, Velvet and is design. Really I never cool.
5: understood that. Like the generic goon enemies are like so detailed. Like they they, they spent a lot of time making this bee, uh, but they yeah. didn't make <laughs> unique characters for like the three main antagonists. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird.
3: Interesting. It it the almost made so me good, wonder. Though.
5: The bees were great, and they were in the <laughs> beehive. That the animation them crawling out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it almost made me wonder this exact dichotomy was if the three wise men were actually going to have a backstory where they were like some sort of fractured being of one, one villain. So I kept expecting there to be this aha moment where you get to discover this, this, um, this backstory of these three and it just never came. I would, that, that definitely disappointed me.
5: The wise men in general, I feel like I don't, know much about what they did and what they were doing. I know they wanted to bring Armageddon and other than that, it's just like three dead dudes who keep coming back no matter how much you kill them. And they're just (laughs) always bad.
1: So the three wise men were loyal to the original king of Titania, King Galen who became the the Darkova and then died and he's in the underworld and he wants to stay there. He wants to be at peace. But the wise men think that King Galen is meant to rule so they want to bring him back and so they want to cause oh. they want to cause Raggedy to so he'll so he'll be forced to come back because once Odette is removed King Gown becomes ruler of the underworld and because of the halia he comes he comes back into the world um so their main their their main motivation was to get King Gown back
4: this is one go. of those
1: this is one of those
3: also, things where Odin. it's alluded to right at the very beginning of your 40-hour playthrough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
4: You're, you're
3: down at the underworld, yeah. and it's part of that original monologue with the voice. And yeah. they yeah. he says they're trying to pull me out, but I want to stay. And I think he's yeah. referring oh, right. to Three Wise Men. Yeah. Huh.
5: They're yeah. like, you didn't remember that part from 35 hours ago? Yeah.
3: Jeez.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Take note, from? bitch. And, <laughs> and then
1: they hate Odin's because Odin Stole some knowledge from them and missed the knowledge them of the photo. The so I forgot oh, yeah, that. The detail. Cyprus,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah, to yeah, make yeah. a really Cyprus. big ball, a really big spiky ball, yeah. the, the uh, ultimate Baylor. ball. Yeah, the Baylor.
2: Cool. So, All right, Minotaur, did you say your favorite designs? Uh, Minotaur,
5: uh, I think my favorite design, I, th- I think Odette is probably my favorite design.
4: Yeah, uh, she is.
5: Uh, yeah <laughs> a little bit of dragonish <laughs> in there uh um,
4: no all the characters spider
5: yeah yeah no I, all the characters like all the art in this game is so well done but it's amazing how fluid it is in motion like the way everything moves and like how much detail was put into like generic goons like there's a few palette swaps but there's not much and everything's really detailed like nor- normally the goons are like pretty low poly, like they didn't spend much time. They 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 almost have as much detail as the mini bosses and the regular bosses. Like it's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, their attention to details is pretty uh, on point, no doubt. No. So, um, how about uh, you, P one, what, what was your some of your favorites? I'm gonna marry Gwendolyn.
4: hasn't <laughs> 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 yeah. told me oh, that was coming. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> She's
0: the first character you play as. She's on the box art. Um, that'll be the first statue I buy from, I think it's Figma, her first four. One of them does statues. Dean was like, hey, look at these statues. They're like, a, They're expensive, but I, I, I need to have them now. Um, <laughs> and she's just, because she has two outfits. She has her, you know, I'm hanging out in my gorgeous dress with my hair down, and then she has... Her mom's oh, hey, uh, yeah. yeah, and then she has the, I'm a Valkyrie, and I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And she just, her outfit is feathers, and she can fly, and uh, she's just fantastic. Um, she's my favorite character design, but I love them all. I love them. I love Velvet. I love yeah. Cornelius. I love all the Pookas. I love Maury. Maury could have been my favorite. The traveling. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Maury's
3: the best. You know, know? I can't believe really we talked
0: about her. The Sometimes show. he shows up and Maury's like, Hey man, it's really dismal here, but I'm glad
5: you called me. <laughs> I'm <It's like, laughs> <"Man, laughs> really having to come to the netherworld to make food. I'll make yeah, you an uh, omelet though. Uh, Give me that egg. Yeah. Give <laughs> me that
0: egg. Um, but as far as like the enemies go, the the dragons in this game, I'm yeah. a I'm a, I'm a yeah. dragon snob from way back, and these guys just looked so All unique, good and unique, and yeah, uh, they're not generic man.
5: dragons. Like they each have you know? their own style. They look super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, almost expect, awesome, you almost expect
3: you almost expect dragons to be where the palette swap happens, right? Yeah. You just got yeah. your, your yeah. red dragon, your black dragon, your green right. dragon, and these are right. just completely different. Yeah, cool. Um, they look
0: really good, and you're you're traveling through these same it's like eight environments or something like that. It's not very many throughout the whole game, but it doesn't feel repetitive. You know, you oh. go to the snow mountain a dozen times, but at no point did I feel like oh, I'm climbing this fucking mountain again because <laughs> it's always gore And there's I, I thought I noticed like subtle differences. Like sometimes you're there and the snow is blowing, and sometimes it's not. And, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
5: well, I think the funny thing is. is- it's like you said you it's like the same seven or eight areas and it's it's not like they're repeated a lot and never does it get visually yeah. boring yeah. and i think there's it. so much attention to detail in the background that every time i was running through i'd notice new details because i don't even think they changed it's just so detailed you'd notice new little things like the way yeah. you run in front of the clock tower and you actually see your character's shadow against the background clock tower as you run past or like cool. yeah the the sky, like, the way they animated the sky, it's just really well done. Never gets boring visually. Holy okay. shit. Some Game of the levels worse. are,
1: like, some of the levels are a little, design-wise, a little Metroid-esque, because, like, for example, in the sand, if you have that equipment, those heavy boots, you, yep. you, you can walk past certain screens mm-hmm. in those strong winds, and you'll unlock some special item or something. So, you know, even if even if the levels are not grand in that like there's like eight different types, each one though they have a different map design sometimes, or they have those hidden areas. So
0: yeah, there's a you know. thing of lava falling, and you have to have a cyclone or a whirlwind yeah. to freeze it to get by. There's a blocked yeah. off wall, yeah. and you have to have a blaze to blow it up. And if you get those boots to walk through the sandstorm, and you get the chest at the end of that one, and then you sell them, you're fucked when you get to the section where there's a blizzard. <laughs> and you gave away your boots, dummy.
5: <laughs> I, I I think it speaks volumes. I mean, because because honestly, if someone were to describe this game to me, it's like it's a forty-hour RPG beat 'em up, and I'd be like, "Meh." But, yeah, yeah, it's, but... You, you show someone these graphics, and it's like, "Yeah, I want to play that." That looks <laughs> that look, I mean, that's what got me interested in it in the first place. I didn't. I mean, if someone would have gave me a description of the gameplay, I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know."
2: <laughs> yeah, the art sort of speaks for itself for sure. All right, guys, I think that is Odin Sphere. I don't think we can say any more that wouldn't just bore people at this point. Because <laughs> now they all just want to play. They don't even want to hear
3: us anymore. They probably turned the podcast off half an hour ago and are playing right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I
5: regret not playing this month.
3: Yeah. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, but anyway, that's. Uh, let's get into our lasting impressions. Um, this is just uh, an area where you can sort of give your overall thoughts, um, whether you think the game. Still hold up, would you still recommend this to people? Uh, would you change anything that kind of thing um and let's let's get into it. We'll start with you, Sergio
1: okay so uh, as I mentioned when I first played the game two years ago, the first time through, I played it. I played it every single day for a week straight, and I just plowed through it so obviously, I really enjoyed my time hmm. um, as far as what I, what I would change um they created this beautiful world with this deep lore, really deep lore that it's just too much stress to get into in this podcast. And <laughs> it's a beautiful world, but you select the levels on a world map just by going from cursor to cursor. And again, some of the level designs there's only like so many variations. So I'm not saying that the game is bad for it, but if they were to just embellish that part of the game, the navigation part, it would make the game feel so more, so much more full, so much more just like you're navigating this beautiful mythical world that they crafted. Um, uh, some of you guys by, by now know that I like to use a grading system that's more aligned with like a school grade.
4: Yeah.
1: And for this this game easily gets an A minus for me. Um, I loved it. Um nice. The only thing that that held it back for me from being a A, 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 a or an A plus is is that world is the the actual level and the world map layout. And I love the story. It's just that when you play it, though, the incoherent parts because you're jumping around and the pacing does suffer, but you'll still love it by the end when it's Armageddon. And then if you rewatch it in order, you'll love the story even more and you'll be impressed by some characters that maybe fell flat. Oh, wow, seeing their journey in order, this character is my favorite character now. Like I didn't really care much for Mercedes much at first, but her ending where she reveals that she is that she is Ygris, Ygrisil, loved that. Uh, Melvin is a more likable character when you watch when you watch in order. Oswald's a more likable character for me when I watched it in order versus my first playthrough. Um, so if if they could have found a way that allowed you to explore the story in order, I don't know how they could. That would <laughs> have made it like an A plus for me easily. So.
2: Okay. Cool. No. Well said.
1: Amazing. A minus. Really great.
2: I like that rating too. I
3: like that rating. All right, uh, Scott. How about you? I I think I agree with the A minus rating. Um, I had a blast. The two of my favorite genres for games are role playing games and. Um, beat-em-ups. I love both of them and this sort of, this combines both of them in just a, a unique way. I would have liked to have seen, as I already mentioned, the the skill and kind of the leveling progression be a little bit more role-playing game influenced rather than just a, a more linear kind of style. Um, and then I would have also liked to have had, this is a, a really minor Complaint, but one of the as you're going through and trying to to do all the collectibles and unlock everything, one of the unlockables is to um, get all of the recipes and actually make all of the recipes and eat Mm. them. But there's no way to keep track of in the game which ones you've made and which ones you haven't yet made. So I I found
5: way actually. If if you look at how many exclamation points on the bonus, that's how many times you've made it, actually, or how much of a bonus you're going to get from it.
3: But doesn't it reset it? Oh, the you're rate? right. I think it, it resets it the longer reset. you go without making it. So... Um, I actually ended up finding myself just making a, a list and you know, and this was like toward the end of my final playthrough going through, okay, I made that one, I made that one, I made that one. And the list is not alphabetic either. So um, when you're scrolling through the six pages of recipes to try to find which recipe it is you're looking for, that got a little tedious. But these are our minor, minor nits. Overall, love the game. I think A- minus feels right. I'm on board with A-, and I suggest everybody play it.
2: Okay, wow. Right on. Right on. Good recommendation. Strong recommendation for both of you. How about you, Minotaur? Are you gonna mirror that? What uh what is your overall thoughts?
5: I had a really fun time playing this game. Came for the graphics, stayed for everything else. Uh <laughs> the 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 plot and the char- like the characters specifically. I really liked the five character stories, the five character arcs. I think they're really well written. I think they're really well done. I think the overarching plot around them is kind of a mess because I think the game is a little bit too long for its own good because it it expects you to remember things from like 30 hours ago, uh, and and just due to the way that storytelling is, I I I feel like they probably could have cut out one of the areas per character uh, rather than trying to find an excuse for you to go to the snow mountain for like the seventh time, like right. some reason to go up there. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, those those are those are pretty small problems overall had an absolute blast playing the game very much recommended
2: i gotta ask now uh, give it a letter ranking
5: (laughs) oh boy uh (laughs) i I would say a solid a
2: okay right on right on all right p1 i know you weren't too fond of it but uh (laughs) try and give us some Impressions. There
3: was a game of the
5: cartridge. Cartridge.
3: There was a solid week straight this month on Twitter where I don't think P1 had a single tweet that didn't include the word Valkyrie.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Right. Um.
0: This is the my favorite game that I played for the Cartridge Club. Uh. It is probably in my top three of all time games. Damn. Um, nice. I I absolutely. Nice. I am a graphics enthusiast. Um, this game <laughs> Choice is of work. is gorgeous. It it hits it it scratches every itch in the graphic department for me. Uh, the art style of it. I'm, right now, I'm just watching the gif that you used of Oswald and Gwendolyn hugging on the terrace of the <laughs> castle in the forest. Um, yeah. As that I wish I knew what that meant when I put it up. <laughs> um, gra- it, it, it scratches every itch. The gameplay. Was is fun, it's fast, it's exciting, It's it can be as challenging or as easy as you want it to be. It made me feel like I was good at games, you know? Um It's just, it was a fantastic game. I, I'm I going to buy a Vita. I hated the Vita. I'm going to buy a Vita. <laughs> I'm going to buy this game, because I already have the Miramasa uh, collector's edition on Vita. And I'll probably turn my Vita into just my, my Vanillaware Uh, console because of it i just then you can get dragon's
5: crown on vita they're gonna they're gonna put that blurb on the back of the box so good it made me buy a vita and they're like whoa that's a good (laughs) recommendation
3: (laughs) like i'm
0: not kidding so the last of us is the game (laughs) for next month and i just want to keep playing odin sphere i don't want to stop i want to go back through i want to try harder difficulties i want to get all the unlockables i want to go and eat all the all the food you know, I want to make my own list. I want that. It, that does sound tedious as all hell. Um, and I wish now that I hadn't checked off my. Because you can go into even when you go into the menu to see your recipes. It's not just a list of recipes. It's a bookshelf, and it sheaves of paper so on the bookshelf, and you pull them
1: yeah. out and look at them. It's, play yeah. the that might be a change
0: play, of the remake. Play the remake. Awesome.
1: Play that yeah, remake.
0: That was yes. my
2: 3 review. Wow, thanks.
0: Sorry. <laughs>
4: Uh, i i loved it you know
0: um is it a perfect game no so i'm I'm on board with the a or the a minus uh, you know and people will have issues here and there i could see if each i, I actually like the idea of them being five chapters each instead of six because thematically that matches up with the end there's five characters five chapters that makes sense to me um but uh, you know scott's being be able to track what you've done uh that works too minor nitpicks i love this game this is play the game go Go get it. Play the remake. Get it on Vita. Get it on PS3. Get it on PS4. Get it.
3: All right, folks. And if you can, oh. buy a new copy so VanillaWare gets some love. Yes, yeah. VanillaWare. Yeah. So this is they deserve near, it.
0: Like near near Tomodachi came out. Yeah, Exactly. And and near Tomodachi came out, and I was I preached to everyone: buy this game. If this is a game you're interested in, if this is a game you want, the style of game you want to see Sony make more of. As gamers, we always scream from the rooftops. Speak with your wallet. That works both ways. When something is good that you want, that you want to see more of, speak with your wallet. Yeah, you know what? It's going to be fifty dollars or forty dollars in a month or three months. But t- if this is something you want, you need to tell the companies. The only way they're going to know that is if you spend that fucking money. So anytime VanillaWare comes up with the, I've already got the Dragon's Crown game pre-ordered, uh, Dragon's Crown Pro. But you need to tell these companies, hey, we want more of this. Uh, I did it with Near. I'll do it with VanillaWare from this point forward because it's a, uh, it's just what a great story. Like these guys are like. Yeah. We're, we're artists like let's make games you know let's just make fun games and everybody else is like we're doing 3D now and we're doing cover based shooters and they're like oh, i'm going to make a 2D side scrolling love story <laughs> and, and, <laughs>
5: it's,
4: it's,
0: uh, and it's, uh, it's like, a an
5: game too i mean it's a risk it's it's not like an established this is a popular genre it's it's yeah. a unique game yeah. that you don't get really anywhere else
3: and it's a game yeah, that, that you can everywhere. play the entire thing through and not hear the word microtransaction a single time in <laughs> the whole yeah. thing
4: yeah. Unless really. you're trying to buy milk,
5: those those
3: shopkeepers are <laughs> wrong, yeah. no no joke. <laughs> though I would
0: I would buy milk.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd buy the cow. Like, just let me buy yeah. the cow for 200 gold.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All so right, guys.
1: Just guys. just hearing the the background. Just hearing the background of the development cycle with this game that that P1 uh, talked about how you know this is like this is the game they they wanted to make. They had to make financial decisions to be able to be funded. You know. uh this, like, the the, the the comedic quote, hold my beer, is so appropriate. It's like, oh, everyone's doing three, one is, is abandoning the beat up genre, and RPGs at this point, the Pistol era is not as it used to be. Uh, no one wants it. It's like, oh, hold my beer. I'll prove you wrong.
4: One second. <laughs> and then make the this <laughs> game. It's like, geez,
3: yeah. this is insane. Yeah. That's another yeah, three word review. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah. Odin's sphere, guys. That is the game. Uh, that's our thoughts on it. And hopefully, you've enjoyed this show. If you stuck around for it, maybe you left and went to play the game yourself and came back, or like P two, you just muted the parts where everybody was talking except for him. Um, to
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, but we also asked out. Uh, we asked on Twitter uh, for three word reviews. This is a, a segment we stole from Kane and Rince, who in turn stole it from somebody else. Because um, that's what we do here. We borrow. Uh, so if you want to get your three-word review of the game of the month right on the show, just do a hashtag CC3WR uh, and, and your three-word review. And if you throw the name of the game in there as well, it helps. Uh, so we only have a couple this month, and then we'll get ones from the panel. And the first one we have is from Josh Leslie at Fretic Society, and he says, really satisfying combat. Um, I think all of us echoed that here today. I look forward to being in that echo. Chris R., <laughs> the Bass Guy 654. Um, I know. I do it on purpose. Uh, he's uh, He put two three-word reviews in, and I'm going to give them both because we only have a couple. His first one was Vanillaware's Stuff. Vanillaware's Stuff's Gorgeous. A lot of apostrophes nice. in there. And the second one <laughs> was Square Buttons Broken. Because you can, when you're playing Velvet, if you're just matching that square button, she's like, oh, yeah, whip, yeah. whip, spin, spin, flip, turn. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so you can definitely just pound that button. And Musty Hobbit uh, is the last three-word review we have, and it's video games as art. And that is nice. extremely appropriate. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles from Flockin' Nerds also played along, and he decided to start it the day after they recorded their RPG episode of flock <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> So let's ask our panel. So we're going to go to these guys. Uh, they've been talking about this game all night long. Let's see if they can sum up everything they've said in three words. We're going to start with Minotaur Zombie. Best of vanillaware. Nice. Yep. Mm. And yep. Scott.
3: Mmm, so tasty.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Scott's has got
0: The food looks strength, delicious in this game, by the way.
1: The food looks great. <laughs> yeah. Uh Mr. Pollo. So I'm gonna cheat because this is one, my first two, two, I have I'm gonna do three or three <laughs> three of them if I get my First, this series one, this is the legit one. Um, what we, we what we were unable to accomplish is talking about the full story and the full lore because there's so much. You, you have to have a podcast just about the story alone. So because because of that, my, my legit one is going to be explore the lore.
4: Oh,
2: and then nice, then and it rhymes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then for my joking one, because I played just as velvet. Velvet is
5: bay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think anybody's going to falter for that.
5: No, I dropped. No one's going to disagree.
0: Yep.
5: unless you say Gwendolyn is Bay. You might disagree there.
0: <laughs> yeah, because she's yeah, because Gwendolyn mostly, Velvet. Get your hands <laughs> off!
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: over there. I'll figure out where you live by the image in that background there. He won the, <laughs> <speedy laughs> the fight of the entire yeah.
3: Canadian Navy on you.
0: <laughs> uh, Mark, can you give us a third review on the uh, the first act, chapter
2: one? Um, I'm just gonna say need the- to play. Yeah, yeah, I can't, can't, can't wait. That's it. <laughs>
0: there was wait. like a, a club where you could play this game with them.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely put your word review was gonna be come to switch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh my
3: God, now you're talking. <laughs> that, Although, I do feel like by giving you the PS2 it. copy,
0: it, it hindered your initial impression of this.
2: But that's okay because I got to have that perspective on this show, and I think that probably helped the show. So that's all yeah. good.
1: I mean, the PS2 version is not bad. It's just that, like, it's when you different. realize, that yeah, the chain made just so they put so much love into it, and they made some smart changes. That's just that's where it's just so different. It's so much yeah. more improved. The PS2 version is so great. It's just that it's harder because of the mechanics that they initially had. So. Oh, yeah.
5: The funny thing is, I could see someone who played the PS2 version Um, first, thinking that thinking that the remake is like kind of trash and they streamlined too many things and made it too easy. I could totally see that perspective because the PS2 version seems like a less less mashy, I guess, in a way, more tactical. Like you really got to be on your A game to make it work. Like I was getting S ranks. Throughout the whole thing, I can't even take down like the first trash mob, and the game's like giving me Bs and Cs, like I'm back in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So my uh, my three word review for Odin Sphere, uh, I really struggled with this, but I streamed a little bit of this game, and it was probably the most quoted phrase from the streams, and it's "Give me that S."
4: <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> nice.
5: I just I really wanted to get them. To get that S.
0: It feels great. <laughs> and when you, but yeah. getting the S at first, because when I first started playing, I was playing on easy. So I was just getting them. So yeah. it didn't it didn't feel anything. And then when I switched it to normal and I was still getting them, I didn't feel anything. And then when I got my first A, I was like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs> this can't happen. Let's, no, not like this. No, retry. <laughs> <I guess.
4: laughs>
0: yeah. So that is Odin Sphere. That's. The, the podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you stuck around with us, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. And I also want to thank our panel for coming here tonight and talking about this game. Um, hey, you guys are awesome. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad you played it and had as much fun with it as I did. Um, hopefully we convinced my brother to play. So let's give you guys one last yeah. chance to plug yourselves for anybody who is
1: listening. Poyo, where can people find you? So I have a Twitter. I don't really use it a lot. I'm mainly there for the CC chat and everything. But at Pollo Pot Pie, and Pollo is spelled P-O-Y-O. Yes, on purpose, I know how to spell chicken in Spanish. Um, And then then, um, you can find me on the forums whenever I'm active. Um, I tend to be a little uh, embellished. I I embellish a lot. I'm pretty loquacious, and I can drag it on, but it's all out of love, and I just wanted to be clear and give, give good information, so um that's really it i am trying to start up a podcast with some buddies it's going to be rpg focused but we nice. can't agree on a name yet have
0: you <laughs> thought about odin's sphere?
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> i i have to Jody, say Jody, names that we're trying to grind through
3: that- I really, I really enjoy your contributions on the CC forums, Poyo. I look forward to your comments on all of the content creators' stuff all the time. It's it's insightful. It's well thought through. It's uh, it you, your love of of gaming and and the content from all the creators really shines through, and it's cool to see.
0: I'll set. I like your in depth rating system because you're not just like, yeah, I like that it was a ten. <laughs> you're like, it was a ninety seven. Here's why.
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, i have an entire i have an entire spreadsheet i am too embarrassed to share with anybody Uh, so i'm an accountant by profession so i like my spreadsheet nice (laughs) so i have an intense spreadsheet of like 100 rpgs all rated by different categories and different systems different metrics So this is like my building block
3: of the podcast.
5: He's got his own Metacritic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah uh, I'm
3: a, Eric. I'm a finance guy. I gotta pull this this uh, this the spreadsheet out of you at some point.
0: Yeah, Eric won't listen to this because he hasn't beaten the game yet. But somebody needs to let him know that Poyo's hiding the spreadsheet from him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's my it's my baby. So, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so
0: much for being here. Really good to talk to you. Um, I'm glad we had this opportunity. Uh, minotaur yeah, zombie i'm glad that i finally
5: appeared uh, thanks for having me on the show guys this is a really fun time uh you you can find me at minotaur zombie on twitter and then i have a youtube channel it's just minotaur zombie uh and yeah that's about go it check him out <laughs>
4: go check me out
3: that's
5: nice <laughs> and
0: scott
3: so you can find me on Twitter at VG Collectaholic. I'm also on Instagram, post a lot of collection picks, a lot of uh, pickups, and a lot of uh, game room pictures. And you can catch me every other week along with Caleb J. Ross on the Masters of Unlocking podcast. That's mastersofunlocking.com or at MOUpodcast on Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you put podcasts into your brain, you can track us down.
0: Is nice. that what the MOU stands for? I just I always thought you guys ran a second show called the Moo Podcast. Well, <laughs> we're just
3: we're really big He-Man fans. So ah. you know those um. fur those fur underwear that just really gets me going.
1: <laughs> Speaking of underwear,
3: I got a story for quick.
1: you. <laughs> I have to say real quick, uh, Scott, that podcast of yours is freaking amazing, especially the analysis that you guys had uh, uh with the Microsoft acquisition thing. It's like I'm told I'm a smart guy. I know that I'm intelligent. You make me feel like an idiot sometimes with your analysis. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So,
3: well, thank you. I,
1: I, I really enjoy you and Caleb. Yeah. I
3: I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. If
0: you like if you like gaming podcasts, check those out. It's way better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Both of their hosts usually engage with the topic.
2: Uh, <laughs> Never happened here. yeah. Uh, that being
0: said, next month we're playing a game that Mark and I have both already beaten. So, hey, huzzah. <laughs> and we're that we're- is... Uh, un- nope, not Uncharted. Who are they? Naughty Dogs. Naughty Dogs. Un- Uncharted Drake's Infection. What's this game called? This is the zombie. Yeah, Drake yeah, game, yeah. Right? <laughs> this is the... No, I'm just trolling uh trolling some Sony fanboys a little bit here. Uh Uncharted, not I keep doing Uncharted. Naughty Dog's uh, <laughs> The Last of Us.
4: Uncharted
0: edition. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so looking forward to uh to getting I'm gonna play through that again. Um enjoy that story and uh and get get some guests on who talk about it who really, really, really love the game.
3: Um, I think it's convenient that you put a game you've already played through directly after Odin's Spear yeah. because I think you're just going to keep playing Odin Spear <laughs> all month and just be like, "Well, I recall that I, uh, I, uh, I, that's the rest of us had zombies."
0: I would not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. But if my next, if next week all my tweets say Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh if you uh we are a we monthly show way. on the Cartridge Club, but we're not the only show on the Cartridge Club. Please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out other great podcast videos and blogs such as Second Breakfast, the uh in the Q Dog House, and SDC Pod. I just start writing these down. Um <laughs> and uh if you're already a member of the club, you can go to wwwpatreoncom slash club. You can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes to the club. I am player one.
2: I am player two.
0: CC Unite.